Hello and welcome to Everyday Eternal number 141, your favorite most susceptible to name Biogi Legacy Podcast. Today's show, actually today's show brought to you is brought to you by only just us, no new Patreons, but we have so many Patreons on Discord already, so shoutouts to everybody there. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. Guys, so good to be back on. Uh, we are almost ready, right, for one of the biggest magic events of the year. How have you guys been preparing for four seasons in Bologna going down this weekend? It's a very interesting hey. use of the word ready. <laughs> the moment I said it, I was like, this is so wrong. Yeah, like, I, I don't think I've ever been this unready for an, a big event. But, uh, you guys have got me playing vintage and I haven't played a game of vintage for like two years. Dude, are you kidding me? What's the worst that could happen? Dude, like I did my prep, I did my homework, I've, I did a little bit of I've modern got, last week. I've got like an yeah. hour tomorrow night, and then yeah, we're good, we're good. Like, <laughs> I'm just waiting for Callum to actually be carrying our team. Oh, in the end. Yeah, Kai, <laughs> last year you went four two, right? I did. I yeah, I think maybe so. so. All right, I'm gonna I'm so. gonna beat that. But you know, just just do please register those power man power nine marks him. Just skip on that time twister because that card sucks. That card yeah. does suck. But from what I've seen on Twitter, like basically the most broken deck that was just quote unquote discovered. Like I, I like by the way, I love how we talk about like decks being discovered as if there were like some ancient artifacts, you know, like <laughs> Indiana it, Jones style. Is it initiative Always been. tinker? <laughs> Always been. Yeah, initiative tinker, right? Yeah. Are you playing that? <laughs> God no. <laughs> I don't know. God. What the fuck? Dude? That's oh, the best. Dude. Uh <laughs> I will buy into the hype and vintage any day of the week. Well, what are you gonna play? Oh, it all seems it's, really hard. Yeah, I mean, like, like <laughs> <laughs> that's why you play initiative, man. Oh, uh, maybe no, I, I can't like, bring myself okay, to Okay, well, watch you play something like I don't know, like PO or something. Ah, oh, that's something. That easy. seems really hard as well. Yeah, yeah, but but like, don't don't people um, steal the initiative back with like Blightsea Colossus and like all that kind of? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's the, the biggest thing that's you have the to problem, worry about, yeah, right? Because yeah. <laughs> like, dude, Blightsea Colossus freaking oh, just stole the initiative. Holy shit! Because <laughs> <laughs> your uh, solitudes and stuff and source patches <laughs> won't help you there. Oh, I want to play. Oh, I want to play Squeevine, but it seems hard. I should practice it. Oh, dude, that uh, that is so much yeah. fun. I think. Yeah, that like, plays like Delver. Yeah, it is it, basic Delver, and I love. Root Wallers, and I love Vengevine, so we'll see. I love ah, Squeeze. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you if you know what you're doing, um, you, you can certainly do well. Like, I That's didn't know what I was doing when I played it, and I had a ton of fun. That is the problem. I, I have a rough idea, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Do, do you even have, a, a, like, at least a list or something? No, but I'll copy um, Juju Bean. Just, okay, well, you can do that, or just, you know, just uh, go at Justin. You know, yeah, Justin probably... actually like resign from Twitter for like a week or something because he's taking yeah. some kind of a holiday or something. I also right. feel like Justin just gets so many messages saying, "Hey, what should I play in Vintage?" And I, <laughs> I just I get yeah, them just... sometimes about Legacy, whatever, and yeah. they they can be very exhausting. So I'm not going to message him. Yeah, I basically like, message him twice right. a week. I mean, Callum, could you do us like a favor and just hang out with Justin? You know, just the two of you guys, maybe for like an hour or something before the event. You know, yeah. just have breakfast together. And then come back and then, you know. I'll give it a try. You guys have no idea, and speaking of like <laughs> requests and stuff, how many messages I get a week still from people asking for like a sidebar guide for elves. For more elves. <laughs> yeah, for 2011. <laughs> there's, there's some real lack and desperation in the market right now that somebody could take advantage of. Mm. So Kai, if you want to become the next elf lord, the reins are yours. So Julian's yeah, the painter guy now, so I'm going to redirect all painter questions to you. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mailboxes open. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kai Samatari at samatarix.com. No, actually, I have Dude. no idea how it works. Samatarix. counseling at samatarix.com. Please submit your favorite Lot of Elf questions. Oh, did, 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 <laughs> no. I, did you see the thing I posted on, on Twitter today? Like, on, on Instagram. I saw that. I got Holy this random shit. follow from elves only. <laughs> oh, only elves, only elves. And I clicked it and it was like, it was a ninth edition Lanoa elves with like a huge ass, mm-hmm. yeah. and I literally uh, uh, what did you like, exactly right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and like that, that tweet is doing really well. And I was like, okay, this whatever, man. I think the better, the, the better joke would have been: there's no elves on the profile at all. That's just ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, apparently it was done by by some. I want to say Brazilian guy. Is Alex Isidro, Brazilian MTG card authority. Yeah. Okay. Only elves. Check it out on Instagram uh, if you want to see a Lanwa elf with a huge big booty. Speaking of Lanwa elves with a huge booty, Kai, what have you been up to recently? <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of bad magic cards, I played at the I played uh, Delver at the showcase challenge and got my balls kicked like really hard. And by Delva, I mean like I played all the cards that were that are legal in in uh, that are played and usually in Blue Delva, except that I caught all the good creatures and I just put in like crappy cephalid illusionists and nomads and cores. <laughs> but it was it's, <laughs> but it was it's, but it was essentially the same deck, dude. Like it played expressive iteration, brainstorm, ponder. Are you Days- kidding me? Dude, Days Force will even Brucious Baubles, dude. Because I wanted to, yeah. And then, like, you know. You, expressive you iteration ain't that good. Like, I, I'm going to say it here. I've always been the guy who, who feels like, okay, expressive iteration is good, but not like bandworthy good. But, dude, stop putting expressive iteration in every single deck. Oh, like, dude, I, like, I was, color, like, this deck color blocked me so hard. I couldn't even cast expressive, uh, expressive iteration. <laughs> like, three, like, I think three out of four times, it was just, like, in my hand. Might like, you know, just doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I cut the Merc Tides and Dragon's Red Channel Delva and put in Usa Saga, Nomads, and Korshuko, and Cephal Illusionist. What's the worst that happened? Yeah. Dude, that I like was, that you still call it Delva. <laughs> it was such a disgrace and abomination. Holy moly. It was probably this looks the, like some, some file transfer error that happened when you downloaded the deck and Kai's just going like, oh, okay, I'm going to roll with, with it. No, like, I mean, what you do? Now. Yeah, I mean, this is 2023, right? You got like AI and, you know, like that's, that's the future. So you're basically, uh, you know, just mash two decks together and just see what happens. And that was the... Probably the worst deck I've ever played at any challenge <laughs> slash showcase event. You know, you and other people would feel embarrassed to, to admit this, but I've had concerningly long conversations with ChatGPT about legacy and deck lists. And yeah, I, I tried to to get some wisdom out of it, but it kept giving me like the worst deck list you could imagine. And it also insisted <laughs> that like Andrea Mugucci won every other tournament in the history of Magic. And if it wasn't Andrea, they, it was like, oh, actually, I am right. You are right. It was Brian Kibler. Like, do you, do you know any other Magic players other than Andrea and Brian Kibler? I was like, oh, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's the future. Uh, so, so, so Kai, how, how come you actually played that shit? Uh, so, because um, I had very limited time and there is an actual paper event um, coming up you know next weekend and I will I basically took the showcase challenge as the ultimate test to find <laughs> out if that pile of dog shit was even playable and was not so uh so, so, so you know last time you did this we, we received complaints that the deck that you played and that we labeled as dog shit actually did reasonably well so uh, <laughs> where did you actually find this list 
No, I oh, I just threw it together. Like I, I saw. Okay, I never saw, mind. I, we move well, on. This is bullshit crap. Like, I, I, I saw. <laughs> it's from, like, from Trucker <laughs> Dude, like, yeah, I, I also saw like I saw it from Max Torsion first, but you know, mm. I, I guess there are like a lot of people, especially in Max. the yeah, 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 sure. especially like in the <laughs> Cephalid uh, Discord. Um, you know, I think um, I've seen like a couple of lists with um, splashing like one or two expressive situation or maybe three, and I was like, <laughs> dude, I mean, you know, like if you want to put a card on the test, you better play the, the full playset, you know, so you can draw That's it true. more often, and and you know, you can just get more reps in, and then and then I was like, my initial thought was well if you play a full set of expression of iteration you also want to add some zero mana cards well mm-hmm. i couldn't mm-hmm. think of anything else than i mean like memnite is just not good enough for legacy so i put in mr Bobble. oh how creative of you Darren. I, I don't like i don't know those words you're saying there memnite is pretty sweet <laughs> You know, you know, you know like, I, I don't even hate it all that much, considering that, like, Zephyr Breakfast is, like, a one or two mana deck. But then you go and you, you splash, like, a fourth color into it or something. Yeah, like, dude, you have, like, Underground Sea Ursa Saga, and then you draw Expressive situation. <laughs> you're like, holy shit, I hate myself so much. Yeah, or, like, Savannah. Or <laughs> and I know you bastards are playing Meltdown as well. I, oh, yeah, I yeah, see yeah, what yeah. you're doing. I know what's up. Dude, I like you play. I play Meltdown as the Ursa Saga Ether Vile Shuko deck. Like, what <laughs> yep. the heck, dude? That is what just happened to your life, man. Dude, While Delver boards just... Meltdown against you, but it makes yeah. sense. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You lost control over your life, Kai. That's why we love you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And so, um, t- yeah. So, uh, if anyone wants to play that pile at the full season tournament, please don't, because you will probably regret it for the rest of your life, and you're probably gonna hate yourself. So, um, I will just I'm add a big, what ca- big caveat that. Um, to- Tony, <laughs> aka Aegis, uh, he's like twenty-two and four with the deck, so maybe it's pilot. Who knows? Like, it's, it's anyone's guess. What Aegis is not Tony Scaponis, but it's no, Tony Trucker Tony. Oh, what Tony Laverde is that? Tony Laverde, yeah. We have. Uh, I keep saying yeah, this on the podcast, yeah, but we have, we have too many Tonys in the Way Legacy. too many Tonys. Also, Just... didn't Tony, uh, like Tony Laverde actually go by Anthony? Like at least he announced that. But he lied to me so many times. Like for years, I thought he was a literal <laughs> trucker, like going around yeah. the East Coast. And no one ever t- ever ruined the joke, but yeah. He's, he's I mean, not a well, well, It's not even a joke. Well, is, it's just like we, we, trucker, we didn't even but... joke about it. He just like said that. And I, I took it for like granted. Well, he is actually yeah. a trucker, you know. Nah, you're not gonna reverse fuck me over. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was. You know what, guys? No you know what, guys? I, I, it was like one one big play though at the at the showcase challenge. Like, uh, it was also spoiler alert. I won three dropped. Um, so that nice. so that was. Ex- that Ooh, does, big I guess, spoiler I guess, for anybody who wants to watch the two hour league. Guy <laughs> <laughs> did but not like, win the tournament. <laughs> dude, like so. Uh, so I played at the first round. I played against uh, Show and Tell, like so you can show. And, uh, you know, it was like a, a lot of like counter, counter wars back and forth. And um, my opponent eventually resolved um, show and tell, right? And I already had Konormats and Core in play. And I had a Cephalid Illusionist in hand. I was like, okay, well, that's not the end of the world. And my opponent put Grizzlebrand in play and I put Cephalid into play and I got the combo. I, I take my turn, untap, activate Cephalid a few times. Uh, activate normal and core a few times, just <laughs> j- j- just to, just to realize that my opponent has is at still like super healthy eighteen life, and I can, like my like, cobalt therapies can't beat them right because you know I'm gonna flash back cobalt therapy on force of will they're probably gonna let it resolve and then in response to dread return they can still draw fourteen and just oh, kill me. Opponent these right, smart so, next level plays are so they capable I, of it. Well, like. <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so like I, so I was thinking well I, I I can't just wait and just you know just do nothing so I, I, I kind of went all in uh, went for the cobalt therapy even hit a force of will 
and then uh, I went for the for the dread return. Opponent draws fourteen, and I was sitting there like ready to you know just see my uh, life getting crushed in pieces, and then my opponent didn't find a force of will, but instead he found he misdirected my dread oh return. My God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like that, dude and i'm looking at my graveyard it's like dude there's so many just awful targets in my, my graveyard and like what's a what do i get instead so i ended up with uh, two several illusions nice play. oh not even narcomoeba <laughs> not even narcomoeba oh, I, I was i was okay i mean i already sacked them for retro yeah they should have brought one back only to them. get them back oh my goodness <laughs> That yeah, was they the, are sticky, man. Can't get rid of those uh, that, was the play of the, that was the play of the day, and dude, I love Misdirection. Like, no, Misdirection I, is just an awesome magic card. I just love how the opponent is going to sit there and be like, mm, okay, anything <laughs> else? My turn? Ah, crash in. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably had, like, multiple forces as well. But Misdirection you know, like, is I mean, why would you ever want to force something if you can, like, misdirect? You yeah, know? just saying. It's way better. I guess that's part of why the deck plays uh, Teferi a lot of times, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, as you should. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess the fairy doesn't really go all that well with with uh, expressive duration. Like you don't really like three. I guess you could. I mean, like if, if you, hand, but... I mean, if if you're a sicko, then you play the fairy as well. Like in in addition to all these like terrible multicolor spells. But I mean, Julian, I, can, I play two copies. So. You can instant speed the iterations. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also not play iteration in the first place. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I, I've actually it. never been that big of a fan of Teferi, even though I I, I think it's good, decent. Have you ever played an A plus B combo with Teferi in play? It feels so safe, though. You like, you like I rarely ever play A plus B combos. That's the guy who plays Painter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Point taken. Yeah, it, it feels good. It feels good until you get taken out by, by Fairy Macab. Yes, that's why I have four Fairy Macab on my sideboard at the moment. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Like, like, not gonna lie, like Fairy Macab is like one of the... Like I I don't want to call it like new tech because the card is like super duper old, mm -hmm. but I like I don't know what happened, but Ferric Macab is really high on that graveyard hate um, tier list, you know. I mean, Sephiroth like Breakfast is a, is a big reason for that, right? Yeah. Uh, and I guess the other one would be like Black Rod Reanimate if they if they go for like uh, Chancellor, but like Black Rod Reanimate doesn't go for a turn one with Chancellor protection all that often really to, to chances are difference. pretty much cut. But yeah, like I moved to Fairies about a month ago, and you know, while Cephalid Breakfast is one of the top five decks, I think it's the right thing to do. But it's also just like as the deck becomes standard, it was Leylands for a while, but I wanted either Surgical Leyland because everything dies to Serenity and shit, or gets bounced by Teferi. So you want to mix it up because people are bringing in Artifact or Enchantment Removal against you anyway as Painter. So I don't know, Fairy just makes a ton of sense at the moment. I think, yeah, I agree. More people should be yeah. playing it. There's also this, all these like once upon a time decks that probably should be playing it as well. Oh yeah, I mean that. That's why I added like two copies of Grand Abolish on the sideboard. Is that yeah. even says no to Furry Macab, which is dude, I, I think Grand like Abolish it, is amazing. Dude, that is a crazy magic card, especially if it comes out of Ether Vial. Yeah, I was gonna say like I remember that in two thousand nine I played against the deck Suffer Breakfast, and I will never forget. I was sitting in the basement because I was at the lower tables, and my opponent just goes end of turn activate Wild for two. And I immediately knew what was going to happen. I was like, this feels so unfair. This is the most unfair thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> but I mean, that was Legacy back in 2009, right? So, I mean, here we are today. Do you know the uh, Grand Abolisher flavor text, Kai? Oh, shit. It, does, it has a flavor text? No, it's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does. Oh, Callum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Callum wins the Entertainment Award of the Year. No, no, it, it does, it does. I just Googled it to make sure it said activates abilities as well. And it's got some pretty cool flavor text. 
Your superstitions and mumblings are useless chaff before my righteousness. I, yeah, I should really say that. It's every pretty time hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned if you literally said that. Just, okay, like, uh, activate violence to hold priority. Your superstitions your mumblings and mumblings are useless, are useless chaff. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there actually any way around like let's say you go for the commodity of grand abolish and place that any there must be something that you can do right i mean i don't i don't activated so. abilities being stopped that's already kind of harsh like you can can't play a card you can't activate an ability let me let me just search for you, one you could take a special action special actions are not activated abilities like like unmorphing a morph yeah <gasps> will bender here we go <laughs> or, or is that an activated ability though an activated ability no it's not an ability it doesn't use the stack Willbender should work, I think. Did, did I break Legacy? Should we see Willbender back into the format? <laughs> but I, I, I guess I mean, back is already like, okay. Like, you, you can always dress down in response to Grand Abolisher. Like, in the end step, for example. Oh, the end step. Ooh. You know, right. you know, like, you know, what's, you know what's even better? You can, um, if it's Shuko, it doesn't work with the No Man's Core, but you can cycle Slice and Dice. <laughs> That is actually pretty sick. Yeah, I haven't even thought about that. Wait, was Grand on play? That is so cool. Yeah, yeah how would that work? It's activated ability of a sorcerer instant. Those are okay. Yeah. Although. Wait, uh, that doesn't Grand Abolisher say you can't activate like abilities at all? Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah of, but like, of, artifact artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. Enchantments only. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Then there's like infinite ways around it still. Okay, never mind. Card sucks. You know. <laughs> but you can't, know, you can't you, like twin shot sniper or fairy yeah. carbon. Oh, so. oh you can like you can cycle decree of pain or something, you know. Yeah, true. But if it if it says like can't creatures can't activate or creature cards. It says because... during your turn your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. Because I think that means you can still cycle fairy macabre, right? Uh, uh discard fairy macabre because no, it's not a creature. That, but no, no. That... That's activated ability of a creature, dude. No, of a, no, 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 of a creature card, not of a creature. A creature Wait. literally means in play. I'm pretty sure, but I could be wrong. Judge. <laughs> Judge. <laughs> we'll figure this out. Discord and Twitter are going to let us know. Yeah. I want an Italian judge right now. <laughs> like I, I don't know if you can make that request unless you actually speak Italian. <laughs> it's like, oh, do you not speak English? No, no, I just like Italian judges better. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, 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 that's a weird request. I but believe I guess we'll honor Julian it. is right. Yeah. Mm, I, you know we're gonna make that a sound clip. Are you kidding me? Now I'm, now I'm gonna sell <laughs> what, what all is, of them. What is so crazy about shooting being right here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Google isn't really telling me much. It's just I'm somehow in the competitive EDH Reddit now, but I think that makes sense. I think Julian's right. Uh -oh. Okay, okay, let's leave it at that. Yeah, I, I like you know what? Okay, so everyone go <laughs> buy your full copies of Very uh, No, no, yeah, go and get your grand abolishes. Yeah, I, I I don't know about that card. Yeah, <laughs> even though flavor text is amazing, but yeah, Callum, what what, what have you been up to, man? How how has life been? It's been good. It's been very busy. Um, so we covered Axia Now event uh, last episode, and then I've got yeah. I've had this like month of things going on every single weekend. So obviously, four seasons come up. We're about to discuss it this past weekend. I played lots of Warhammer. So at the risk of Yay. like you know. I keep having all these tangents of I was going every episode was a painter episode before and then I keep going off about Warhammer. Um yeah, played a tournament in where was it? I've already forgotten. Somewhere in the north, a couple of hours north <laughs> north of London. And um yeah, it was with some good friends. We went into it like just trying to have a good time. It was a team event, which um I won't go into the details, but it's by far the best way to play competitive Warhammer. And uh, we went three two, which was our complete goal, um, because we have a couple of guys that don't play all the time. And uh, yeah, we, we achieved our goal. We actually were 3-1 at some point, and the last round was kind of close. So 4-1 is like where the very, very good teams are as well. 
this was like it's called the international team tournament we had teams coming over from the netherlands poland who are arguably one of the best teams in the world we had team england in attendance like it's really some of the best players in the world at this event uh, very very uh, high level. A, to, to interrupt you there how do you become team england is this just like something that you select for yourself or is it like an actual, like national coach there's a kind of team who've been together for a long time and they choose who it is it's a bit um nepotism exactly yeah, that's the word i was about to look for yeah, yeah um but like the team are some of the best in the world and they consistently are so there are avenues to get into it as well and um every every country does it differently and people have like some committees or whatever but anyway the the team in guys are very good they won it we actually came second at this event last year which was kind of crazy it like really played out of our minds but next year we'll come back with a vengeance and come first and beat all these official teams and stuff but uh yeah that was a really fun weekend warhammer events are absolutely exhausting um GP Dude, yeah you, you showed us the schedule like one match is like literally three hours yeah so basically you're playing for like around nine hours of warhammer <laughs> I a mean, day war is hard i get that war is hard still. yeah yeah um it's it's a lot better for me now i've played so much of it that i kind of it's a bit of a second nature and i what i I told you guys actually last week, I was like, look, guys, Monday, I might be absolutely exhausted. So I'm just going to give you a heads up. Yeah, yeah. But I feel fine now. But the last one was like destroying. And the first few events, just you get wrecked. Like it's it's tough because you're standing up all day as well. So, but yeah, I mean, nobody ever won a war sitting down, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except for the guy in the tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there was a lot of tanks this weekend. One of the, the top armies yeah, yeah. is Imperial Guard and they, they got a lot of tanks. Okay. So uh, oh, really? That's what my friends got. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. A question to all Warhammer fans. So, like, are, are Warhammer players um, excited about, like, Warhammer being a part of Magic right now? So, there's... Or do they barely notice? They don't... I haven't really spoken to them about it. What I've noticed is everyone, like, lots, lots of people that play Warhammer know about Magic, but most of them have just been into Warhammer all their life, and that's... It's such a time-consuming hobby because you do all the collecting and the painting and building and then the playing and the practicing and playing games takes so much longer that it's it's even more all-consuming than Magic is. Whereas Magic players, a lot of Magic players play Warhammer a bit casually to the side. It's rare to have a crossover who's as stupid as me to be so into both. <laughs> but um, yeah, more Magic players play Warhammer than Warhammer players play Magic, but I think they all know about it and stuff. Damn, dude. Imagine like, like, War um, like Magic cards being part in Warhammer. Like freaking Thassa's oracles and shit. Yeah, you know? <laughs> dude, that would be amazing. That'd I would love be so to paint, cool. Like, I don't know what what, yeah. what, what what would be like the most amazing model you could paint. Oh, Thassa's oracle, easy. No. <laughs> yeah, that would be super. Like this tiny little squid. <laughs> I'm thinking about like it's a chroma squid, and grizzle brand and stuff. <laughs> a grizzle brand is probably like some some some. Uh, there there kind of is demon. Actually. There's a, like there's a greater demon called Bellacor. He's the dark prince. He is, looks. Is it the one that? Is it the one that looks like Balrog a little bit? Yeah. A little bit, maybe as well. Like the boxer from Street Fighter? If you just search B-E-L-E-K-O-R. Okay. Oh, isn't that the one that you have? Like you I posted one, the, yeah. in, the, in the Discord. Yeah, he's a big, dark, shadowy demon. Big mean guy. Yeah. yeah. But he's fighting for, for righteousness, right? Of course. of course. Chaos is the good guys. Uh, ah, yeah, 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 I forgot. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. Um, really, really fun. Shout out to my team. You're all awesome. Yeah. And now I've got to play this Magic the Gathering game again. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I've got like one of these like crazy weeks going to line up. So we're podcasting today. Our band is kicking off like writing a new album as well. So rehearsing tomorrow, practicing Wednesday. 
and then flying out on Thursday. So you guys are stuck with a vintage player that's not going to get much play. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why you're going to pick like the easiest deck. Is this even an easy deck? There's no easy deck apart from initiative, and I don't really want to do that. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. I I'll you. just I, I... I'll just cast Tinker Tell one every time. It's fine. I was going to say like the the feeling of being able to cast like Tinker. I I could. I'm I'm just like so you know how how would you say that. I miss the times when Tinker was just a really good card because anything you could get sucked. There was a beauty in in having really broken spells, but the creatures and everything else and, and magic, like not even like just Vintage, but especially Vintage sucked. Vintage, Vintage had this this weird appeal of like this post-apocalyptic world, or, or not even like the, this dystopian world where we have like all these amazing laser weapons, but then we miss some very basic things that were developed like a hundred years ago. You know mm -hmm. how in, in, in Fallout they didn't... Uh, I guess it goes too far, but basically in the Fallout world it's like super futuristic, but they, they didn't invent the transistor or something and that everything follows from there, so they have this really weird future. And, and Vintage was at that point, right? Where we had like all this future technology, but some basic stuff missing and, and people played like Sage of Apatir and stuff. And well, are, well, are you saying that Darkseid Colossus is not good enough for Tinker or what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I want to say Darkseid Colossus was like already like the plus one at that point. Like before yeah. we had that, like what did you really get with Tinker? Well, so I've built a Drexian processor and shit. Yeah, it was. It was, it was. it was a tutor rather than like you know cheating on mana. So I've built a pre-modern deck with Goblin Welder, Tinker, and uh, Mastercore because I just love those cards. Mindslaver maybe. Mindslaver was a thing as well when it Welder and Vintage. Yeah, but yeah. like I've been playing it and legit, it's like more of a tutor. So there's like you either get Mishra's Helix, Crumbling Sanctuary. I, I've got a Phyrexian um, Colossus in there. It's terrible. I, I, I don't know. But then, like, Phyrexian <laughs> Processor as well. Like, you're cheating on one man and, and you're using two cards. But I, I usually got Triskelion, actually. I was playing against, like, creature decks oh. and stuff. So. Wait, yeah. wait. So, can, can you imagine, right? The, 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 the beauty of, like, oh, we have one of the most crazy bro. It's an accelerator and a tutor. And what do you get? Triskelion. Hell yeah. Like, it is so bad. I think you kind of want to <laughs> cast the next Tinker already, you know? <laughs> well, I, also, I was also playing Golden Welder, so scaling with Welders is pretty sick. Right? Like, yeah, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I mean, not if you get Triskelion. Like, if that's the best thing you can get, then I would rather play Lightning Bolts. Well, I was playing against, like, elves and crap. They're, like, they all die. Yeah, you, you want to play Arc Lightning, you know? That's three mana, and you get to distribute the damage of Lightning Bolt. Okay. I love the card. Yeah, but what Saga. if you... Like, Triskelion is that every turn? Uh, yeah okay okay if you will okay never yeah. mind we're we on yeah. touch podcast now you figured it out Callum. <laughs> <You know. laughs> everybody's gonna get bonus you know. citadel but Callum is gonna be there hey you know you know what C can't you still play control slaver this is... <laughs> don't and, don't yeah okay don't tempt do, me don't. actually Callum, you can you can do that hell you want you know because like julian i gotta do the heavy lifting i guess for that weekend <laughs> oh god and, and and you do whatever the hell you want okay so uh... you know there's actually some real pressure in like be playing the format that we're supposed to be good at whereas you guys just get to play <laughs> the formats that are like whatever dude all, all in just just to scare you guys a bit more um if you don't believe me you can go and ask francis aka fgc um we used to do like bi-monthly kind of vintage quote-unquote events at our pub and stuff and decks i've played there were triskaidakaphobia with punishing fire to try and control the life title surak dragon claw crush of tentacles uh, there's probably a few more dumb things as well. Like, in which other EDH decks did those guys play? Oh, Niv Mizzet I played as well, but like not in Oath, just straight up Niv Mizzet. I mean, no, so Niv Mizzet was your commander, probably, right? Yeah. I had, yeah, I had two commanders apparently. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. also, also, I I came first in like a a vintage Eternal Weekend for London thing that we called with um, Vile Smash of the Fierce as well. When Dig Through Time was legal, so you just like Dig Through Time, you take seven. Fire Blast, you, you take ten. Anyway. Oh, that goblin! Five. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah, no, it's, it was not a w- ever wild Adrazi Smasher. No, no, no. Uh, reality Smasher. No, no. no. What yeah, I'm saying yeah. is, you guys are in safe hands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I we, feel we, way safer now. Yeah. As long as Callum, uh, as long as Kyra, I were now around, we're, we're yeah. basically gonna go undefeated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we're talking about it now, yeah. but maybe Callum's really gonna carry the team. Let's see. Like, never, yeah, <laughs> never feel that safe. Okay. I'll hold you in my my hands. Awesome, Julian. What have you been up to? Well, I, for the very first time in a proper paper tournament, actually cast, or at least I tried to cast Chaos Defiler. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I played in the Saturn Rising. We got 48 players, I want to say, which is insane turnout. So I, I, it's also so funny because like, I see the, the signups and everybody like signs up last minute. And the day before it was like 20 players or 22. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a really small one. And then like zoom, 48. Mm. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing time. Always love playing these paper tournaments, etc. So many people who listen to the podcast actually said hello. And also so many painter players. Like, I think it was the third most played deck in the end because for some reason Germans just love fucking four-color control and it's all over the place. <laughs> what, what can you do? But shout out to everybody listening to the podcast. I don't remember all your names. I'm so sorry, but I literally, I talked to like 10 or 12 people who said, hey, I listen to the podcast. It's amazing. Even though you have Callum on it. But <laughs> wow. Wow. No, no, no. Callum, you, you got to come to you sat around and play with us you know, you, to. we're gonna do like a meet and greet and you're, you're gonna make you sign people's cards and stuff <laughs> <laughs> i recently found a picture of me again uh at gp paris where i literally signed an entire entire elf stack including the cradles i feel so sorry <laughs> oh wow I'm, I'm still in the i think signing is weird because i'm just a, an idiot that likes magic the gathering I mean, yeah, that's the first step. <laughs> it would be weird if you didn't. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just do it for the fame and the money. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only the money. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's loads the in yeah, yeah, fame is just like the, the, the middle step. We, we go straight to the profit. Okay. No, but yeah, I had a great time. Uh, I, I didn't really know which list to play because the list that you recently changed to in the Chaos Defiler list had two Lightning Griefs, and I didn't really get to test it. Like, I played one league, and I literally went 0-5, but that was while editing the podcast, and I didn't really, like, focus at all on it. And I could see the appeal of Lightning Griefs, but I I didn't feel ready for it, so I played a very traditional, <laughs> quote-unquote, traditional Black Red Reanimator list. And, yeah, it did, it did really well. I went 4-2, and two, I made top 8. In the first round, I won against Reanimator, because his Axiom actually got my, my Fury back, which was, like, really good. Nice. <laughs> Second round, I won against Initiative, even though, eh, I guess I still would have won either way, but he, he got kind of greedy, sorts the Plowshares, the Goblin Token, then I untap. Oh, yeah, that was, that, was, that was great. So I won the first game, and then the second game, I was really fucking far behind. Like, I was doing really badly. The only thing I had going for myself was a grindstone and a bunch of mana and a fable. And, well, the goblin token from the fable. And he attacked for almost lethal, but before I could declare blockers, he sorted the goblin token. I would have never sacrificed the goblin or, block, or jump blocked anyway. But he sorts the plowshares that. So then it's my turn. I draw, and my hand is like land fury. And I was like, <sighs> I can hard cast fury, I can take out one of his creatures, but it's really not winning over the next two turns, even though like next turn I get my favorite token, but then I still I already have to like jump block. It's, it's probably not working. So I was like, you know what? 
let's just like throw both cards in there and i need to draw i believe like land and painter servant and like looking back maybe i should have just kept the land but i didn't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice but it, it worked uh, out it's I, a better story cards, <laughs> yeah punt versus punt i guess uh, i'm not even sure if it's supposed to be a i guess it is yeah so i draw two cards deep and the two cards are land and painter servant nice. and i slam it and yeah my opponent felt pretty bad about it uh but yeah we, we talked about it and yeah yeah them's the breaks I, with painter you do that a lot you just like you, do, you have so many like you just need one card to win and you hope to draw it and you play to your outs there yeah yeah pretty much it, it felt really good and yeah i i got to take the match that way nice in the next round i lost to uh well cephalo breakfast uh -oh. <laughs> dude i hate that deck so much no, actually i love the deck seriously i really love the deck was uh, it the uh, blue red version no no uh unfortunately not <laughs> unfortunately not the opponent was actually quite competent at what they were doing i think they got second place in the end or something nice uh lost a really close game three uh what happened afterwards oh yeah afterwards i played against four color control which felt really weird because i was struggling against four color control quite a lot but i did not bring in magus of the moon because that actually felt like i i like it i still like it against like these five color control decks even though i'm not sure but against four color control i just like i did my thing and i don't know just like i think the first game i, I assembled a combo and i went for it and he conceded mm -hmm. i was like okay <laughs> that has never happened before <laughs> like usually they have like everything yeah, yeah everything in the kitchen sink and second game i just got down a beat down because i blasts are really good man have you tried that against stress down holy really? shit that's good really yeah i yeah. didn't think of that actually that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> yeah neat new interaction right Comes to, yeah, right. countering blue, blue spells with pyroblast you heard it here first yeah. it's it's not only there to kill your like coralham commander or something <laughs> yeah then i ended up losing to uh, uh initiative oh yeah that was that was that felt kind of like a bad beat i was i was actually playing two copies of virtuous rule in the sideboard I literally Pretty just shit. couldn't find the, the black mana. Uh, the black mana would have helped me quite a, uh, quite a lot, even though I guess my, my black mana was quite limited. I only had like two fetch lands and two badlands because he also had a null rod in play. So I right. guess I'm, I wasn't even drawing to all that many outs. So yeah, one, I lost in the third game. And last round, dude, last round I had so much fun. <laughs> I played against Daniel Rayman and Daniel and I, well, I was going to say Daniel is famous. Actually, he's not famous. He's just like famous between him and me for being, I want to say by now, 0 and 11 against me in Legacy, but he, he managed to beat me in, in Modern once. And he was playing, Daniel, if you're listening, I don't know if that's supposed to be a deck. Like, I know it's a deck, but, and, and I guess it was like a, a bad matchup, but it was a Traxxer control with like mana dogs, natural order, but also like not only natural order for value, but also show and tell in there. It was more like a... This is no like show. A, this is what I've been telling you about, right? Yeah, and it has like omniscience and yeah. the idea yeah, is you like, put it omniscience and then you chain like a Traxxer. This is it's good. This deck is like good. a real deck. This deck is I good. I don't think that deck is good. It, it felt like, honestly, it felt bad. Well, is it, is it bad against the All Blast deck? Yeah, against the All Blast yeah, decks and also the, the, the Chaos Defiler deck. Yeah, yeah. No, like this is... Painter's just good against that, like all of it's doing. The deck is weird because it looks, to me, it looks insane on paper and it plays a, oh, a bit it? worse. <laughs> I don't know. I've I've played a few leagues now and they've all been like four ones and a couple of three twos. I think it's pretty good, but it's... Already? Yeah. Okay. But the thing, the, the issue I had with it, uh, even if you're not playing like like Chaos Defile, of course, which was the most insane thing you could have against that, uh, you just... Like you put something in has a triggered ability and you shoot the omniscience they literally can't do anything because they don't even get to draw their cards of a truxa first and they also don't have the instant ki instant speed kill and they also don't have like the other decks that sometimes show and tell in um 
sneak attack and then you know activate it twice and, yeah. and uh, I mean, even if you put something in to be fair like not that many decks can just kill the omniscience when it comes in yeah is that so like there's pyroblast and force of vigor i guess i mean then there's some like etbs and stuff but like you don't always do that like when i've been playing it you i touched the spirodrome also off the Eldrazi deck kind of mm. I don't know, but like Atraxa is also just very good against all these creature decks but as well. I, I, I'm not saying that, that uh, even though that that, that, yeah. that part was not very good against me, I'm not even saying that that part is bad. I just felt like the, the if you approach it that way, then I think it's better if you fully commit to it. And I say that having played against it once, and obviously that <laughs> makes me an expert, right? <laughs> it just felt like the the control part of it with like Icewind Codals and, and Uro did not feel good enough because the rest of the deck didn't really support that. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't like, those I were, didn't like, like Uro. Maybe it's more mid-range than what I've played. It was very mid-rangey. Yeah, it felt, uh, I mean, as mid-rangey as you can get with like a deck with natural orders and yeah. challenges and omniscience and attracts just a brand and what have you. <laughs> Actually, I think there wasn't even, I think there was an, an Emrakul. I think that was the idea. You go into like a Traxa into a Traxa into a Traxa into a Traxa into Grizzle into, into Emrakul and yeah, then you win. pretty much. Yeah, and that's also why I couldn't mill him out. But I think I, I just got down a beat down. Yeah. And yeah, in that matchup, holy shit, did I get to do some obscene things with like Chaos Defiler. During most of the tournament, it didn't really do all that much, I want to say, but in, in the end, ooh. It's, it's it one of those things where, like, some, sometimes I've had a few games where you just have, like, Welder into Engineer and turn to Defiler and that's the game. Um, some games, it doesn't really come up too much, but, like, some games, it kind of goes off and it sounds like it did here. Like, you remember that Four Seasons thing where you, you videoed as well of me yeah, just killing yeah. all the things against Four Call Control? When Defiler goes off late game with some goblins in play, just kills everything and like you get into a board state where your opponent just just cannot do anything like as long as you don't completely forget to activate goblins for the rest of the game they're just locked out basically and speaking of video by the way i i also released a video uh, basically like a vlog uh about our last experience at the four seasons yeah. it's like a three or four minute video on youtube i'm gonna link it in the show notes otherwise just uh, i guess what do you need to look for on youtube like Everyday channel, travel vlog, Four Seasons Bologna, you're going to find it. Hopefully, if the algorithm is, is good. Uh, did you guys watch it? Yep. Dude. I watched it, it yesterday. It was great. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you put my dream on it. Like, I had <laughs> no idea how to, like, how to, like, introduce it. Uh, and when I was watching, like, all the footage that I took, I was like, you know what? This is the perfect yeah. opening. This is, like, the cold opening that like, goes straight into Kai's dream. And then we start from there. I like that you didn't say it was a dream. Kai's just weird. Like, well, like, Julie <laughs> cut that part out. You no, know? Like, really? I, 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 I specifically said it sometime. Julian's somewhere. a bastard. You got you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it, it looks like, you know, that these are my, my regular thoughts, you know? Like, this, are they not? It's, it's, it's if I, I don't remember any, any comments about our dream. I mean, they're I. close. They're close, but, you know. I just love the idea of you winning a, a coupon for, like, all you can eat salad for the rest of your life in Italy. Oh, man. That felt so good. Dude, I would move there. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool. Yeah, so in the end, I got, uh, I think I got the best tiebreakers of the of the foreign two. So I made top eight. Uh, we, this time, we actually, we played out the top eight, but I didn't need to play because the, the thing on the line, like we made prizes after Swiss. And then the thing on, on the line was the qualification for the, well, I, I recently called it like the South German Invitational. It's like the the, the Saturn Invitational that, that I won in January, which is also why I'm qualified for it. So I didn't need to play top eight. But now you can qualify at like so many different places. You can qualify at the Munich tournament, at the Freising tournament, at the Rosenheim tournament, at the, I've, I think, Tübingen tournament. That's just like so many, at Nuremberg as well. So yeah, you can basically qualify at every place except for Aalen, apparently. <laughs> Which awesome. The, the, the only remaining big tournament here is in South that doesn't qualify you for it. Uh, but yeah, we've, we've worked it out, I guess. Yeah. 
And Man, I quickly yeah. want to like I quickly want to mention like how how much I missed that etc tournament. I've only been there like once. It was last summer. It was also like the hottest day in 2022. I feel, but it yeah. was it was a great great uh, tournament experience. Like especially because that was in, like this restaurant which also offered food afterwards. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. It, it, it's amazing. Yeah. It's also so you funny know. when you think about it. Like like Freising is a 50k suburb of Munich, which is like 1.4 million. And literally the day before, etc., which had 48 players, Munich had its monthly tournament and had like, I think, 16 players. <laughs> like, oh, wow. <laughs> no, let's just like all go to the suburb because it's so much better except and not go to Munich. So, yeah. I, I want to say it makes you proud, even though I'm not really all that involved with organizing and running it. Uh, but it's still, it, it feels good. It feels very good. Mm. It's really cool being involved with this kind of thing. Also, winner, uh, drumroll, Johannes Gutbrot came back from that. I, I think you guys both know him, right? Mm -hmm. Like an old, yeah, old gym. I, I haven't met him in probably like eight or eight or nine years at this point. But oh, this long? Oh my yeah, God, like, I, 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 th I think like, so when I moved to Japan, like, I think I had, I just never got a chance to meet him. Like, there were a couple of GPs in Europe and obviously also in Japan and so on. But... I feel like uh, he had like a little bit of like a legacy break in between, I think, and I just didn't get to meet him. But um, you know, yeah, yeah, he's back, he's back. Uh, he moved to Munich, and uh, we we talk about the deck that he played uh, later on in the I was gonna say in the season, the episode because that's that was quite something. That was not something I expected to see in Legacy right now. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something we can go to time with. Oh yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like last, like last time I saw him was he was on countertop miracles with Sensei running top. So yeah, that like is slightly faster, but we we will see. I, I didn't <laughs> see him go to time all that much in this tournament. Fair enough. <laughs> awesome. So with that out of the way, uh, guys, what we want to do tonight uh, or tomorrow or wherever you're listening to this is give us a short overview of what Legacy actually looks like uh, right before for as we go into four seasons. To give you guys and also us some kind of idea what we're working with, uh, what's good, what's bad, what does canon play, hmm. and why don't we start? Actually, you know what? We got this this initial question which touches on what else you can play from ET coming from our Discord. Where are the traditional budget decks? Burn, Death and Texas, Eight Cast, Rainbow Depth, etc., positioned in the new meta game. Are any of them viable versus the big two? I, I had no idea that eight cast was supposed to be like a budget deck, is it? It's got no, ah, res I'm no reserve list cards. Yeah, they got just like Rainbow duels. Depth, right? Has what? Rainbow Depth also doesn't have like yeah, uh, Rainbow Depth is part well. of its claim yeah. to fame. Yeah, and I guess Burn also doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Burn has like the most obscure reserve list card or something that nobody ever heard of. <laughs> but I can give my opinion on these decks quickly and then pass it over. Burn, I think, has been terrible for years i'm sorry burn players i know like whenever this question comes up in reddit it's like oh it's it's a very hard deck to play and you need to know the meta and you need to play it well and it's just really bad sorry but like the combo decks are faster than ever like there's fucking, there's attractors and grizzle brands in your face now uro is just bonkers against it like yeah you can get some fruit vortex in play and stuff but i think burn is just way way power creeped out and there's just life link and stuff and incidental life gain everywhere so, so sorry, yeah. you, people say you need to know the meta to play Burn. I don't know. Like whenever you see like someone saying, "What do you think of Burn?" There's always <laughs> that's pushing it. <laughs> look, look, you don't have that's to sell me. Statement. I agree, but Burn is not good. But I think the other ones are are good. DNT, I don't know. Like XJ five with it yesterday, so I'm gonna say it's okay. <laughs> uh, oh, Return of the King. DNT is not great at the moment, but I think it really comes and goes in the meta game. I think it really struggles against Initiative, and it really struggles against Painter. 
and Cephala Breakfast I don't really know, and Delver's probably is probably slightly good against Delver, so it's always there. But I think DNT will absolutely have its time again, where it's way better in the meta game. Um, so that's a fine deck to pick up, but it's just not great right now. I think Acast I think is genuinely a top deck in the meta game. It's like maybe not top top tier one or whatever, but it's it can absolutely win tournaments. And as an offshoot of that, there is this mono blue painter deck, which is basically Acast with painting grindstones in. Um, that is incredibly good as well. It's been doing really well recently. Um, but that's been played by Dian Solva, right? Dian yeah. Solva is insane. He won like three challenges and, and was run up in the fourth one in like the span of three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely insane. So yeah, eight cast slash blue painter is very, very good. And Rainbow Depths, this this is a good deck as well. Um, people expected, you know, like maybe initiative with Solitudes and Caracas here and there and Swords and Splashes everywhere. Slightly heard it, but... I know Cyrus Bales from the UK, he came top four, top two, top four at the last Axion event. Um, he was playing like more traditional black green, but he showed that depth is not like a, an archetype that's gone away. I think I think it's kind of underplayed and maybe it's not completely favorable in the meta at the moment. Again, with like Solitude being pretty popular, but it's totally, yeah. totally respectable deck as well. So out of all those, say, Burn is the only I, bad I, one, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I probably don't want to play Rainbow Depth against the, the Eldrazi deck because there's just like Eldrazi deck, uh, the initiative deck, <laughs> because there's so many ways they can fight you with, like, between cycling, even like Spirit Ram, um, or what else do you have? Yeah, like, but like, these depth decks are way more resilient to this kind of stuff than we ever give credit, I think. Like, you know, they have, if it's Rainbow, there's Stifles in there, there's Inquisition, Thought Seize, mm-hmm, Crop Rotation, mm-hmm. or Not of This World, Crop Rotation for Step. Like, there's a ton Sounds of Sounds like it gets like... picked in the balls by, like, Chalice and Wong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> potentially but it's also just very fast and can just go like Urborg into hex mage with depths i don't know i, uh, I mean you uh, uh, what i agree with is if you have a proactive game plan you can only ever be so bad in legacy i agree with if that. you feel like a, yeah. a good punishing proactive game plan uh, that's also why i usually like hate on control decks and stuff and and think they're like rather not like, i mean we say unplayable what i mean by that is like not very good mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you have like a, a an aggressive proactive game plan there's a lower limit to to how bad you can really be and i think rainbow depth certainly playable eight cast as you mentioned especially eight cast painter insanely good mm-hmm. dnt coming back up again and yeah one is born yeah i think it will yeah at some point yeah well maybe you're just gonna like make a few oh yeah you know i i kind of sound like one of them but like maybe you, you should just um add in some cards that you know kind of push those decks a little further like i I'm not like I'm not I'm not here to say that burn is a good deck by any means, but I what good. I can what I, what, what I can see is that both uh, Mono White Initiative and Blue Devil are kind of soft to a card like Meekstone, for example. Like I I, I think I've seen um what's it Meekstone, called Meekstone really like, White Plume Adventurer hello that's a, I mean that's power three so uh, I can't, it can't it no no it untaps things in your upkeep. Oh shit! Oh shit! Okay, well, never mind. Burn is just bad, and uh, death and taxes. I guess you can, you know, it's a more, it's a mono white definition. Definition of death and taxes is basically there's planes and mono white creatures. So uh, why don't you, uh, you know, just jam in a few in- initiative dudes in in that deck as well, and uh, you know, make it like Yorion initiative. Why, why do you play you... white plume in uh, breakfast? You're ready in white. Dude, I, I, I really should. Mm-hmm. Genius. Oh, Wait. Yeah. Dude, I only least... got like four days. <laughs> it sounds at least a little bit better than trying to, to make expressive iteration work in the deck. Have you ever viled in White Plume Adventurer? Not yet. 
No, dude, that, dude, that, dude, that is a crime. You, you should not be allowed to do that. That sounds. Yeah, we, we talked about this at the last four seasons, right? If you put um, uh, Splinter Twin on White Bloom Adventurer, yeah. and you, you activate it like in your own end step, and then like you get two uh, triggers on the opponent's end step, and then you make more copies, and you go, you almost go through the entire dungeon in a single activation. Uh, yeah. Giga brain. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah coming from the, the cardsmith, uh, Niklas Holtmann. <laughs> oh, God. I think we put that out there, and then someone came up with like a way simpler way of doing it. Oh, it was just like I ephemerate bet. or whatever. Yeah, I'd be offended if they didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool, cool. Oh. So yeah, that, that that's for that. Um, what does it say here? Kai Burn plus Meekstone. Yeah, our Shonons are trash guys. <laughs> <laughs> Meekstone, oh, yeah, Meekstone that... is in always in my maybe pile of like painter possibilities because obviously you can grab it off Saga, so it's it's a really mm -hmm. legit card sometimes. Mm -hmm. But the the untapping of the white plume kills it. Otherwise, it would hundred percent be in my main deck. Yeah, you know what I actually played? I played um, Ensiring Bridge on the sideboard, and it actually worked really well. It also won me the match against against Reanimator, uh, at least a game. Uh, I think I'm probably going to be playing a copy of Ensiring Bridge That's on the sideboard. That's fair. I, I, I was like super off it for ages when before Initiative was a thing and stuff, and Initiative came, mm -hmm. and I've just got so used to not playing with it, but I could see it being okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> uh, guys, what, what does Legacy look like altogether before four seasons? I'll show not say something about this, that Kai doesn't want to play any Shocklands. Uh, <laughs> I think we, we can help you with that. Do you want to submit your deck list? Do you want to run it by us first? For Woody Grave, one on the ground, see? Can, can I just, can I pay you someone that... To verify so, your deck list? <laughs> yeah, no, to write the deck list for me. Oh, you're so, that lazy? So, you know, to, so, so I can't fuck it up, you know, again. Okay, I've got I've got a story from Axion to make you feel better. Did I tell it in the last episode, though? The grindstone one? Oh, no, no, no. You, you told it on the Discord, yep. but you didn't tell it on the podcast. So maybe okay. actually you should go into that, because that's that's one of your biggest puns <laughs> of the season. Uh-oh. I'm glad I did it. It was a really funny story. But... um. Uh, on the on the Sunday at Axion, we had teams, so I was playing Legacy, and I played um, like black red version with Unearths and stuff, you know, um, Painter. But I the night before we went out and we drank quite a lot, and I kind of like fumbled through some cards and got a little some bits and pieces together for the deck the next day, thinking like, right, I'm really smart, I'm going to get stuff ready for now, and I can just do the rest in the morning. So obviously, at some point there, I must have taken one of the two grindstones out of the pile of playables, and then the morning after, I forgot I did that. So I was like, oh, I know I play two grindstones usually, so I'm going to take one grindstone out of my pile of playables, and here's my deck. So then I wrote down the deck list from the stack of cards in front of me. What I'd managed to do was not put any grindstones in my deck or write any grindstones on my deck list. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. I assume there's a grindstone in my deck. Um, round one, I won just with beats. Round two, I lost to Blue Red Delver, and the combo never came up. And the guy was like, oh, I haven't played against Painter in a while. Do you mind if I just see the cards and how the combo works? I'm like, yeah, of course. So I go through my deck. There's no grindstone. I go through it again. What have I done? Shit. Um, I go to a judge and say, like, look, I think I've been playing with an illegal deck. I must have written grindstone on my deck list, but I can't find it in my 60-card deck or in my 15-card sideboard. So I'm not sure what I've done. Can I see the deck list? We go over. They look through it and like, Nah, mate, you're an idiot. You've not submitted a grindstone. <laughs> <laughs> I love like that, that. That would be a response from like, yeah. a British judge. Nah, mate, you're an idiot. <laughs> they, they didn't technically say that, but um, paraphrasing. It's what, also like I'm working out what's part in their of, head. Like, the, the policy guideline: <laughs> player being an idiot. Okay, yeah. this and this infraction. So, shout out to Nick and Winter if they listen to this. Who was super understanding? Yeah, to still get your grindstone. The two judges who made this decision, they were like. 
Look, you're not even playing Pyroblast main deck, so Painters are literally a 2-mana 1-3. That's not quite legacy power level. You clearly intended to have a, grind, a Grindstone in the deck. So they offered to have uh, they offered to let me put a Grindstone, change the deck list, put a Grindstone in, and take a game loss for the next match. That sounds like strategic advice to me. They're like, <laughs> you know what, this is this card is so bad. Maybe somebody told, told this guy that he Man. just put in this card, Grindstone. And they're like, yeah. this is so obviously better than anything you're doing. You get to change your deck list. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think Grindstone. They suggested it. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I took, so, so I took the game loss and did manage to win the next match. But um, Kai, just to make you feel better, I think this is this is worse than your lands thing, dude. I, I imagine like 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 you know if, if I had a judge just you know like around the around the house where I could have like sent him the the extra situation cephalid abomination, <laughs> be like you know, and that judge goes like, dude, I this card I would absolutely not play in that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we, 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 let me take your deck apart. We're going to make like this 10 changes to your deck list and now you play the rest of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you actually got really lucky that your opponent was asking to see those cards because eventually you would have probably gotten to a point where you were trying to go for the win and yes. then you would... Oh, in-game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, so... I guess I, it, I it, only... it doesn't really matter because you still got the game loss, but yeah. I only activated the Grandstone once the whole tournament, but it was a game that I wouldn't win otherwise. I'd... Okay, that's a big deal then. But then, and then I got the game loss. The game loss was end up being against Pete Ward, who's like Fnoop or Magic Online, who's really, really good. But he was, he usually plays like kind of Delvery decks. So I was terrified that I'd be like a game down against Delver. But he was on four color control, so it was okay. Dude, that's, 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 <laughs> it's kind of like not having a Tendrils of Agony in your Storm deck. Like if, if, if your Saga <laughs> right? pops off and you're like, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to activate, I have three meta here. You know, I'm just going to activate uh, Grindstone. The opponent like scoops it up. You know? <laughs> yes. I, I, I Heck yeah. And there's like, there's <sighs> never been a Grindstone in the deck, you know. I have to say, I, guess- I have to say, it crossed my mind if I can kind of, <laughs> you know, whatever the LSV story was. I was going to ask a judge, like what I'm allowed or not allowed to say. And I was, I, I think I probably can't be like, activate the grindstone I search for but I just thought I'd, I'm not gonna be that kind of guy I'm, I was gonna if I if it's not in the deck I'm just gonna <laughs> play my painters out early and try and hope that they're removal magnets I don't but know. <laughs> you know for me the reverse thing happened where my opponents were actually scooping uh, before I even had the combo because I, <laughs> I didn't have three mana to activate the grindstone but they they scooped to me on their turn as I was about to draw for my oh, turn wow. And actually, I ended up yeah. drawing the land, so it didn't really matter. But I was like, "Oh no!" Like you, I've had, pl- you should have okay. waited. Like, yeah, I've had least. plenty of times where like you don't have the third mana. Definitely make them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, this is like super, super shady, and you should not be doing this. But like, what if you go go, go like you know pop off the saga and you say like, "Okay, I'm gonna get stone." And then, oh come on, you know, come on! Oh, and then no, the only dude, thing no, you have no, in your deck no, is like no. a, it's like a brainstone or something, you know? Like, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna Google whether there's a card literally called stone. Nah, or dude, something. That, I mean, <laughs> I don't think there is. No, no. Oh, Wizard has been missing out. They should literally just have a card named Stone. That would be amazing. <laughs> like, what would it do? Like, two mana, and when it comes into play, you gain two... two like, why do you think about life? two mana for a card that's called Stone, dude? That's probably, like, zero mana, at least. Like, that's I max. don't know. Stone is, like, pretty solid. One mana, one... No, one mana indestructible. Like, honestly, like... Yeah, I was going to say indestructible. Like, Stone to me... Like, no, Rock. Okay, Rock would be more. Like, Stone is, is two mana... O three indestructible, and then we need a mechanic where it can only fall down. Oh, it can't gain flying. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like in yeah, if but you, you, you can twin- you can sacrifice it to destroy target attacking creature with flying with toughness two or less. It's basically you you throw it at some kind of pigeon no, and then it comes down. No, it it kind of melts with a twin shot sniper. You know, it gets like an additional shot or something. 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay, so okay. it's, it's kind of going like too deep, I think, at this point. <laughs> but that's Wall of Stone, on. I guess that's the closest we got. 08 for three mana. Yeah, that's a bargain. <laughs> anyway, so guys, um, <laughs> be, be, actually, be, you know what? Right before we go into it, Kai, you you are actually going to be an exhibitor at the next four seasons, right? Uh, yeah, I got I got this opportunity to have my uh, very for the first time a very small, tiny, uh, but lovely uh, Savatarix booth at the uh, at the event, and I'll be selling uh, you know construct treasure insect and spirit tokens at this uh, small little booth. So uh, you know every everyone who uh, wants to stop by, uh, please say hi, and uh, I'll be there. Uh, so how does it work? Because you're going to be playing most of the time, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know either how it's going to work. Um, it's going to be an it's an Italian event. Italians are pretty Italian, so are we going to figure it out? You know, it's it's, it's going to you're going to figure figure it out on the fly. Wing it. I, I'm okay. going to play magic at the booth, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you pay extra. You, you everybody has to come to your booth, like you can do at GPs and stuff. Yeah, that's, oh, that's actually right, quite GPs. convenient. <laughs> you know, if I was if, if I was the Italian guy, actually that would be super annoying for the opponent. So unless you have like a lot of space, ah, okay. Um, we, we, you we will see. We will see. I will, awesome. I will there, and I'm super excited. Yeah. Okay. So now, finally, after an hour, guys, we're coming to what does the meta game look like? Okay, blue, red, devil, white, white, zombie, most played decks. Awesome. Wrap it up. See you there. No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the. But the, that's the, pretty the much it, it, though. It's yeah, we, we have it, the though. numbers from the Legacy Data Collection project. Shoutouts to those guys. And since the beginning of the year, and this is an insane margin, the two most. Well, when we say played we mean posted decks on on like you know challenges and five house and everything so it's somewhat like the winners meta game but even though i, I guess wizards also posts deck list up to like top 32 or something so it's not always winners uh but it paints a reasonable picture of what magic looks like on magic online at least and that is we have blue red diver and white stompy sitting at about 250 each like one of them is slightly over one of them is slightly under so let's call it 250 and then the third most played deck is Reanimator at less than 100, at like 92 finishes. Then we got Painter at 69, Four Color Uro Control 61, Elves 58, Cephalo Breakfast 44, Eightcast 34, Death Shadow 30, Sneak and Show 25, Other Spell Combo 24. And then we have Grixis Delva on the rise at 21. Grixis Delva uh, has been something that's only really popping up recently, so I would expect it to get a lot more top eights in, in the weeks and months to come. Uh, unless uh, some new technology develops, but yeah, I'm gonna we... I'm gonna say that Grix Deliver is Blue Red Deliver as well. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's playing two Cs for like snuff outs, which is smart. I yeah. think it's really good. Like it's not even it's costing a real card. black spell. You no, know? like maybe you have like any sideboard cards. They could have a couple of sideboard cards, but it's not. I I think it's you can just put it in Blue Red Deliver as well. Yeah, I guess if you put it in Blue Deliver, that makes the lead even further. Then it's like yeah. two hundred seventy four. Yeah, yeah, against White Stompy at two forty six. I mean. Traditionally, it doesn't look that distorted in paper, just because you know paper is a lot less fluid than Magic Online. Mm -hmm. But this is this is where we are now, and it, it rarely happens that we have two decks that far apart, right, from the rest of the meta game. Yeah, yeah. I I, th I think a lot a lot of people mentioned it already, but like you know those two decks they also kind of support each other because uh, they cover each other's bad matchups, um, and like you can clearly see how 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 like how low the numbers are for let's say a deck like four color con control Uro, which is. You know, it it is kind of like a, a good deck, a decent deck versus Delva, but it just struggles so much versus White Stompy. And then there are other decks that are like good against White Stompy, like Cephalic Breakfast, but Cephalic Breakfast, again, has, at least from my experience, has a terrible Brood Delva matchup. I'm actually kind of frustrated and uh, so much that, <laughs> so much that I like consider the cards like Triumph of St. Catherine main board and like other 
other no, this stuff. This is the Doomsday but... Syndrome. Like, Doomsday is so good against everything except for Java, and then they try to, like, put in all these weird cards, and now you're on the same deck again, that is the same <laughs> issue, and the same quote-unquote solution. Yeah. <laughs> I, What's wrong like, with you, Kai? You know, like, dude, that's you know, probably like... You, you have, like, a toxic relationship with Brewer at Java. Yeah. Also, like, be like, I did I ever mention that my first legacy deck was Canadian Threshold with like the Mumogs and Delta? Oh my yeah. goodness. And now I feel like a freaking traitor, man. That's why, to, you know, that's why to me, you are still the, well, you're the t shirt, right? Rockstar. You are still like the Rockstar to me, the, the, <laughs> the Java guy. <laughs> Before you became anything else, like you, you went into AT and everything, like Kaisa or Kai Tila back then to me was like the guy who plays, well, not Werbear, but like Tamogolfs and Nimble Mungus and stuff. <laughs> Were you like a three Winterobe kind of guy as well? Dude, oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I, knew I love it. Winter Orb. I knew I, it. I, I don't like Delva, but I like Winter Orb. Yeah. Except in Commander. So you played you played like but... four stifle, three spell pierce, three winter orb, you sided yeah. out your time yeah. all the time. Dude, man, yeah. you know, this 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 is like a story from the Two past. Spell but Winter Orb Winter Orb was the tech versus Senza team mining top oh, yeah. back in the day. Holy shit was that good. I remember like, I, I was a I was a dirty miracles player back then, and you would like side in three wear tears blind against Rug Delva. <laughs> just, it was what you had to do. Like, right? I mean, and the, the, the Deva player um sides out all creatures that don't have shroud. Yeah, you so, side like, out Glyphs and Delvers. You're a you're a nimble mongoose control. Yeah. Like how sick? How sick is that? It was like that was, it, was, it was like four mongoose, two or three true name. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, you cut the the, the hooting mandrels. Oh yeah. Uh, and the, the Delvers, <laughs> you know, like have a. Like, why are we talking about like legacy like five years ago? Maybe we are awesome. Maybe about Actually, to like. It? Yeah, well, it, was, it wasn't bad. It's yeah, making me weird anyway. and nostalgic. I used to play against Jonathan Alexander online like all the time, and he would usually beat me with that. But then I adapted and just played some Blood Moons and just Blood Mooned him all the time. Oh. <laughs> so that was that was the anti Ooh, uh. extra. Back what was his name? Like John XL or something? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. You, you guys have John no XL. idea how often I still get messages from people trying to reach him because he's basically vanished from the internet. Oh but... yeah, like dude, I I had a Skype session with him uh, last year. Like he, I mean, he's doing alright. He just quit magic. He he's now a dad. Nice. And uh, you know, like, he, but he told me that um, he's more interested in, in uh, Pokemon or some something like that. Interesting, like, interesting. Yeah. I, I like the inflection in your voice when you say the name of the game. Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon, like this, you know, this, this new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about it. <laughs> you know that we should have Pokemon Warhammer or something. But yeah, um. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anyway, back to the so, matter at hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we not only have the numbers of what are the most played decks or like the most well performing decks, we also have literally their win percentages in uh, the legacy data collection I report. I want to make a very quick point on the the um, just the numbers of players. So yeah, Blue Red Delver White Stumper is far ahead. Reanimator is the third highest. I don't think it's a good reflection of how good the deck is or anything. It's just very popular online. It does is pretty good at spiking kind of like the, the weekend mm -hmm. challenges and stuff. I don't think it's bad. I think a lot of people fall into this trap of saying, oh, it's a bad deck or they see it do well and have these high numbers and oh, it's really good. I think it's just a very solid deck and you need to respect and it's how good it is is going to really go in and out of like how respected it is and you know with Cephal Breakfast being a good deck at the moment maybe we're seeing more graveyard hate and it, it kind of goes in and out and stuff but I, I wouldn't class it as a top three deck even though it's like the third most played deck here even yeah. with results I think basically we're seeing Blue Red Delver and White Stumpy out front and then we have Painter and Breakfast weirdly in these like I would never ever expect to say this but like top five in the top five decks yeah yeah and then I think we have I mean I want to say like Painter and Breakfast they basically compete for like the third spot right I, I, I would go as yeah. far as, as yeah yeah that. like they're yeah you're seeing one or two in like most top eights now 
Um, four color aura control and elves uh, and eight cast slash blue painter and then death shadow as well. I think they're all up there as well. So it's after the first two, it's pretty cool, diverse format, I think. How about you just like band first two and then we see what happens from there? Like literally, <laughs> I hate custom formats. Like they, they come and go and they never do anything except for pre-modern. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, if, if you're not playing Blue Red Devil or White Stompy, I think there's a wide, wide variety of vibrant decks to choose from. And uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I uh, say, so, anyway, back to win rates. What do you know? Yeah, back to win rates. So uh, we, we're we going to link that in the show notes as well because it's kind of hard to visualize. But uh, if you know what confidence intervals mean, that basically... It makes it more confident <laughs> to try to explain the word without using the word. Okay, it's really new phase. So the 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 narrower the confidence interval is, the more likely we we have good information about the actual win rate, and they have a really good vis- visualization for that. So we're going to link that in the show notes. But generally speaking, without going into like too crazy details, the decks that are doing the most the best basically are what do we have here? Uh, Sapphire Breakfast is doing most well together with Grixis Delver, even though Grixis Delver, of course, has a super large confidence interval because there's not too many numbers in it. The Of the decks that we know a lot about, uh, surprise, surprise, Blue Red Java is doing really well, and the data seems also like rather conclusive that it is a good deck. Hey, thank you for tuning <laughs> into the podcast. <laughs> uh, what, what I don't want to mention is that apparently Euro Control is also doing well because fuck Far Color, it's just like the most boring thing ever created. It's, it's even worse than Miracles, but what can you do? <laughs> can I can I convince, can I sell you on Lightning Greaves when you get to Lightning Greaves, Megas of the Moon against them? Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. That. I thought you would go, ooh, but fine, carry on. <laughs> No, I go, oh. Uh. <laughs> the nuances, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, honestly, like when I played with Lightning Griefs, I could certainly feel the appeal. It's just like sometimes it was too much air. And I mean, mm-hmm. I only played a single league and I didn't really focus all that well. But I, I can see the appeal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let, let's look at it from the other side. Of all the stuff that we've seen, what is not doing well? Other spell combo. I mean, whenever you have other, uh, it usually means like not very good because if it was very good, it would establish itself. Uh, there, I guess there's good... Like I, I don't hate where the Epic Storm is. I don't hate like uh, the Epic Gamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess they also go other under other spell combo. They are not... Like that whole category is not doing very well, but also like low confidence interval. And it's probably also going to get dragged down by yeah. a bunch of stuff where with, they with just... Slow confidence I, I think both those decks are good. I think the Epic Storm is yeah. very good at the moment. Honestly, it's it's a really strong deck. I agree. So it's like we're looking at this and it's what like... It says it's 40% win rate, but I, I think the deck is way better than that. So it's a good lesson in not trusting the data as much as it is good to see. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anything else below average, like elves well, of the like actual decks was one of the lowest. Uh, Sneak and Show also like pretty low, even though JPA, hey, hero of, of Sneak and Show, he f- just won the Legacy Showcase Challenge, I want to say. Okay, congrats, um, congrats. So whenever he does well, like people jump on the train, they're like, oh, you know, uh, Sneak and Show is back on the menu, boys. And, congrats, and Jonathan, but those numbers. I hate that you're bringing Sneak and Show back every time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I like how, how he builds his list. He's like, the, almost like the no-nonsense guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just like puts in like all the fast mana that he can get, like the dazes. I guess he had misdirections, but I, I'm not going to count that as nonsense. There's there's and... two like kind of ways he does it. When Delver's good, you see dazes. When Delver's not good, then it's fluster storms and spell pierces. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Ah, smart. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And 
Also, Delva, uh, no, actually, Painter is also slightly below average, but having played Painter recently on Magic Online, dude, do people hate us? Like, literally, everybody plays like Gaia's Blessing yeah. or, or Emrakul in the sideboard. I faced it a bunch now, and yeah, it, the people are out to get it, and it's it's just a very easy deck to hate out because you can play one sideboard slot, and it's it, it really radically changes the matchup. So, it's a, it's a weakness in Painter that we've just not ever encountered because the deck's not been this good. So, put to the test with regards to that, yeah. right? So like, you literally you put one, let's say Emrakul or any kind of other Eldrazi that you can maybe even cast in your sideboard, and just the the confidence that you can tap out and not be killed in response that, that allows you for so many more plays that otherwise mm -hmm. might not be possible or advisable. Yeah, absolutely. So and yeah, we're, we're seeing that. See that. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Painter carries on trending a bit below fifty percent. To be honest. Yeah, I, I could certainly see that. Even though I love the deck and it feels really good, but I, I just like hope people don't do that in painter uh, in paper. Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. be nice. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like sus. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think you can often suss out how, like in paper, when I played against a few people, um, I think you can somewhat suss out if they have it or not. Like you can tell. Can you? By, <laughs> well, like you can just tell. Tell master, tell us about it. Well, how how good and confident they are at playing the game, ultimately. I think. There's not every deck is playing like this cyber slot, but I've faced it. I haven't faced it from Delver, but I have faced. I faced it from Wide Eldrazi. Uh, wide, wide Initiative. Yeah. So what I expected from is Elves and Initiative mostly. Um, mm -hmm. Not much else really. So I guess combo decks wouldn't really do it. Combo decks just like bank on being faster and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So I've also hit it against like Hammer and some other random stuff like that. Decks that are fairly weak to the combo already, where they mm -hmm. think it's worth the, the slot because. The painting matchup's bad. So I think you can make educated guesses and play around that to an extent. Yeah, I, I guess the, the kind of deck that likes to do that kind of stuff is decks that want to tap out on the main phase. Yeah. That are also not like turn two or turn one or two combo decks yeah. or something. Like if, if and, I play against Cephalo Breakfast and they have an Emrakul, well, okay, they can't do that because it's they're trying to mill themselves. <laughs> Bad example. I mean, technically, they could still do it if they hit like the, like the, the, the we, we enter four horsemen territory yeah, 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 at that yeah. point. Okay, I found the deck with the absolute worst example, but anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, faster combo deck as well. Actually, why aren't we playing one on the sideboard? Like in the mirror, that's such a huge, huge upside. Like you, you put. Painter into play, they grind on you. You're like, I don't care, untap, kill you. I very rarely win with the combo in the mirror, I think. And, and then they have the Emrakul as well, and you're like, what the fuck are we both doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the mirror, I think, is won most of the time with combat damage, so... Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very much is. Yeah. And unless, like, you know, there's sometimes these games when you play against somebody who's playing the mirror for the first time, mm -hmm. and they go, like, Painter, go, and you're like, okay, I get <laughs> I take it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh... Any other like big conclusions to draw from here? I mean, generally speaking, even though that win rates by now cover two months, there's really only so much you can really say about it because legacy still very much is heavily influenced by matchups and sideboards, right? And if if you play like a middle of the road deck that that's decent against a lot of things, then the way you construct your sideboard is gonna have such a huge impact on on how your win rate against those decks is going to be and whether you're going to face those decks. And I mean, that's what I usually try to do in, in meta games anyway, right? I, I pick like these four or five decks that I want to be really good against. And for the rest, I still have my proactive game plan. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And, oh, and like we said, uh, the Epic Storm, mm -hmm. uh, the Epic Gambler something. I think those are very good choices right now. I agree. Um, Maybe even Belcher. Like I was, I was thinking about it on the way home from work today what I recommended when, like, Eldrazi went to happen in Legacy, and I felt like, you know what, if we just, like, go under all of that shit, and we literally, we belcher them out, then you still get to hit White Stompy. I guess uh, with Painter, we are also 
somewhat soft against it unless we have uh let's say mind break trap yeah. and then diver i guess diver is favored against Belcher. Uh, unless like they 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 go for like an empty the warrens line i think for, for, com for combo decks in general <clears throat> i think it's 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 good if the uh the combo itself is not weak to power blast effects these days because like mm -hmm. you know that's i think power blast might be the third most played counter spell in uh like last like one or two years i think maybe so even the what? second most played maybe it's more than days i don't know oh might be yeah like not like even those Delver decks, like they they play like not the full set of days. Like you know, sometimes they go like two or three days just to just because they want to chain as many. Yeah, yeah. and then like all the control possible. decks and painter, they also have like blasts and stuff. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, like the two kind of blasts are more prevalent than days. Who knows? But yeah, you make a good point, right? If you if you play a combo deck like a he heavily dedicated combo deck, don't be too real. Don't rely too much on blue. I I guess that that's a case against. Uh, I, I wanted to say the epic gamble, even though like the epic gamble always puts the opponent in that weird spot where they're like, do I really want to keep my red blast for Echo of Eons or do I side them out or, or even like bringing them in the first place? And I guess that's going to be determined by whether you have something to side out in the first place, which you would think is your creature removal. But then again, they have, what, what's the girl called that gives you extra mana for all your spells? You you want creature removal for her? Ah, dude, I, it's just like I hate sideboarding against the epic gamble. It's so annoying. <laughs> oh, buggy. Bug <laughs> yeah. Bergy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I leave in uh, Furies as painter, which like feels awkward. Oh, even Furies. So so if they go for like pass the turn and and then you take it out. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, I guess it's it's a way to at least to do something when when they're sitting on their what are they called uh, defense grids, which can also be like quite annoying. Yeah, yeah, basically, and like Fury versus Bolt, Fury is just free. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Inter interesting stuff. But yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah, you got to kill. Also her. interesting, yeah. by the way. We, we don't have Doomsday anywhere in here, and it looks like Kai is also not going to be I, playing Doomsday on the weekend. Kai, what's uh, up with Doomsday? Well, like, Doomsday is, I mean, Doomsday is probably part of other spell combo, and uh, you're wrong, though, because I will be playing Doomsday in either Saturday or Sunday. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So, so, my, so my plan for now is to play uh, Modern on the team event, oh, well, and uh, and then play two days Legacy straight. Uh, one of them is going to be Cephalid Breakfast, and the other one is going to be Doomsday. I just gotta like, figure it out, like if I wanna do the main event of Doomsday or Cephalids or vice versa. Uh, I mean, but I cannot, like you know, like I don't think you can play the same deck for two days straight. I, th I think it just you know causes way too yeah, much. Yeah, that would be crazy, right? Can we edit this? <laughs> Says the guy who top aided the GP in Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charge, can I play the Legacy? Can I play, like, play a different deck on the second day? It's can just like, you don't do that, right? Can, can we do like Sealed or something? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to stay on brand. I'm going to be casting Thassa's Oracle left and right. That's true. Uh, but, uh, you know... Uh, it's basically the, the same deck. But, but Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, both decks ki kind of build themselves, right? Kind of. Like... I only want to do combat math and on one of the two days. That's that's just all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, you know? see, that's what actually. It's not about the deck. It's about the combat math. Yeah. Why don't, why don't I lend you painter? Uh does it play Thassa's Oracle? Yep. No. Well, that's too bad. What? What? I mean, we, we <laughs> could play some what, kind what, of like what? painter. You know, that's the alternative kill. If the opponent has Emrakul, we paint, we grind on ourselves. And <laughs> God, <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. Uh, here we are. Here we go. <laughs> nice. Oh god. But yeah, no, you're, I, I you're think, saying Doomsday but, is decent. But but generally speaking, like um I think so Doomsday, like not a lot of people but first of all, not a lot of people play Doomsday because the deck is A, it is uh it is quote unquote complicated and B it just you know, it just takes a lot of like maybe like courage or like dedication 
to just uh, to accept that Delva is a terrific mid matchup, and not a lot of people are cool with that. Like you know, even though Doomsday is a pretty powerful card and like Dust Oracle is pretty broken, um, like if the the most played deck is just such a bad matchup for you, it is it is sometimes like a little like soul crushing. If you you know if you sit down and your opponent goes like Volcanic Island Dragons Red Channel and you're like, okay, well I'm, I'm technically already dead. Is it that bad? Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that Doomsday is like bad by any means. And like in fact, I I top aided that um, European Legacy Masters like three months ago, and the meta game has not changed like that much since then because the Mono White Initiative was still like one of the top predators. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I think there is. Um, and maybe the um, the hate towards combo has like a little shifted towards a like, graveyard dependent uh, decks, you know, such as uh, breakfast or you know, like any anything um, like memories journey or guys uh, blessing kind of cards versus like painter things like that, and, you know, like and and those cards rarely t um, like harm doomsday strategies, right? So. Um, Maybe you can get a little lucky, you know, if you combine it with a little bit of like um, play experience and things like that. You might actually do well with Doomsday. Um, <laughs> Dude, that's, that doesn't really sound all that exciting. <laughs> like, the, the, one of the Doomsday guys in the world, he's like, ah, if you're a little bit lucky, you might be okay. It's just like, yeah, okay, okay. I, I already know what you're going to play just on don't, Sunday. Just please don't splash expressive iteration in that deck too, because that would be just horrific. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, guys, if, if we go a little bit deeper, Callum already mentioned Grixis Delva, Snuff Out. What what, what happens? Uh, why are we seeing Snuff Out right now? I, I got some ideas, but you, you guys want to help me out? Or how come we're playing Snuff Out in, in Grixis Delva now? Or in Snuff Delva, the, making Grixis Delva? Snuff Out is the removal spell right now in Legacy. It is crazy to say. There is almost no black creatures in Legacy. And... Uh, like Snuff Out used to be unplayable for so many years because PM people play Gurmak Angler and Deathrite Charmin and so on and so forth. But like now the most played decks are like usually Jeskai colored, a little bit of green, you know, and Snuff Out just have you ever Snuff Out out of expressive situation, man? That's just a, Ooh, that sounds good. Su oh, such, dude. Su it's such a delight. <laughs> I think I think the Snuff Out um really like why people um, touch Snuff Out at the first place is because those mono white initiative creatures are somewhat resilient to lightning bolt. And um, unholy heats are just not fast enough. I think like by the time when they when your opponent goes like seasons dungeoneer, mm -hmm. your your unholy heats are simply just shocks. So uh, you know you can't get them. And um, I mean there are cards like dismember obviously, but just snuff out just being a, a zero mana card. Um, yeah, you're gonna have between zero mana and one mana is like yeah. sometimes a whole turn, which is like night and day. Exactly, and like what kind of freaked me out for for like a week or two was was like Grixis Delver players like um, having only a single underground C for about supporting like three or four copies of Snuff Out, I'm, and I'm like, dude, people, like, what the hell? Because you're <laughs> playing in the mirror as well, right? Yeah, and like you know, they, they just play as if Wasteland is not a card, <laughs> and. But yeah, you know, yeah. and then you like you you brainstorm, you days your brainstorm, put it back yeah. like, hey, well, not even value. <laughs> I mean, like, fun, fun fact though, like because there there's no um like uh, badlands or anything like that in in those lists. Like if you if you wasteland your devil opponent in surgical the underground sea, like you kind of you kind of get rid of like most of the removals. So like that's, I guess you know like something you could do. Um, <laughs> at least Merktide is kind of safe at that point, right? Yeah, like I guess like Merktide is like another big um big reason for snuff out, right? Like you know. Like mm -hmm. can't, can't 
mostly can't touch it with any of your balls. Like sometimes you can unholy heat it. Did you just say you can't touch it with your balls? With your balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep, keep going. <laughs> also, don't, don't try touching it with your balls. That doesn't work very well. Uh, I assume it's, it's not good for your health. No. I guess it also works. Like, like it's also kind of cool against painter, right? You get to tap yeah. out, and then you you take out the painter because Nuh-uh. it doesn't have that clause where it's like non-creature, uh, non-artifact, it's, non-black. It's just non-black. It's not good against painter. Exactly. I mean, it's you, decent enough against painter, no, right? You also not. get to take out the goblins. Can you work out why? Oh, because of oh, oh, because you named, named black. black? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my see, goodness. Callum is on the next level. Oh, Holy shit. Dude, that's I've why we have so many people. I, 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 that's I why we black, have Callum on the cast. I named black in the blind against Delva now. Yeah. Oh, you do? You're at that point? Yeah. Dude, I unless, love these, these, these Unless I need to kill a Dragon Rage Channeler with a blast, I'll, yeah. Or I need to pitch I mean, a yeah, land yeah, to yeah. a Fury. Because, because yeah. the stuff you really want to kill is already blue anyway, right? Usually, Except for, yeah. like, you mentioned Dragon Rage Chandler. Oh, dude, this is that so is cool. Yeah. On the other hand, on the other hand, though, like, um, Snuff Out is crazy good versus uh, Cephalid Breakfast, mm-hmm. yeah. unfortunately. It's, yeah, um, Snuff Out is just, like, yeah, it's good against the top three decks. I, I think Cephalid right. Breakfast is a bit better than Painter, so I'm happy to say mm-hmm. the top three decks it's just crazy against, yeah. so, yeah. It's really close, like, and why Snuff Out is so good versus several Breakfast and, um, is that it is not damage, it just destroys the creature. And like Nomads and Core is usually pretty strong versus like damage type of effects because it has actually some mm-hmm. relevant text. You know, <laughs> yeah. if you have like a useless Bellowful Strix or a Construct lying around, like you can redirect that damage to that, but doesn't work with Snuff Out. And uh, well, cool. you know, that's about, yeah, Snuff Out yeah. Is, pretty, is pretty broken right now. It's also pretty expensive. So, uh, you know. Wait, is it really like I remember it like as being basically it, nothing and then was dude, like two euros for a while? It's like, it's, it's like 10 bucks or something at least, yeah. Wow, uh, I have so no it idea. starts at 750. <clears throat> what is this? Uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, 10 bucks. That sounds about right. By the way, Kai, are you still not selling to Germany? Uh, of course not. I gotta stay on brand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, you're even flying to Italy to start selling your cars and your tokens there. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's some true commitment to not selling to Germany. Like, you're, like everybody's like having embargoes against dude. Russia and stuff, and Kai's dude. like, no, no, Germany does. Like, you're you're being like bankrolled by Putin. No, yeah. dude. If if you have a plan and even a bad plan, you better stick to the plan. That's true. Otherwise, that's right? actually true because then you can actually get to learn something. That's right. true. I can support I'm, that. I'm still, not, I'm still not learning, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Snuff Out, honestly, it makes a lot of sense to me. Sometimes when people like do weird stuff, I feel like, ah, oh, this is the flavor of the month. But like with the way the metagame is set up right now, I'm I'm actually like super thirsting to, to cast Snuff Out and, and Diva. Like, whoa. I, I'm, I'm a big, 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 big fan. Like, I want to say Submerge is my top three favorite, most favorite sideboard cards of oh, yeah. all time. And Snuff oh, Out yeah. is basically the same, but we played in the main deck. And we're like, whoa. Right. Like, like, don't you guys remember like the time when when, when Submerge was just at the peak, that when yeah. um, like when Maverick was tier one, you know, yeah, and like it. Zoo and all that kind of jazz. I'm almost there. Yeah, any time. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to submerge uh, Scrib Rangers. Yeah, good luck to, to yeah, with that. <laughs> the, yeah, that Scrib Ranger, like AKA True Name Nemesis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> best creature ever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm totally sold on Snuff Out. Uh, I'm also I also know how to combat it now with Painter uh, after Callum has been enlightening me. And uh, the other thing I wonder about, and I think a lot of people in Legacy have been wondering about recently. What is Dean Silver doing here? Like, how does he keep crushing everything with eight cast Painter? Just um, whitelist Magic Online. You pay like thirty dollars a month, and you get to just draw all the best hands. They still have that. I thought like when Worth left, uh, Worth Wolpert left. Uh, it's, it's, for, it's for the special people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joke, jokes aside, um, Dean Silver's just always been a, 
incredibly strong player. Like he used to stream and I used to watch a bit and like he just plays super tight and has a really deep understanding of the format. So whenever he finds a deck that like he gets in tune with, so he's, he's historically usually played depths and like always does incredibly well, but he also just like, he used to do well just randomly with like Hogak depths and stuff, like just really weird combo decks that people don't really know how to play around. And then this um, blue like eight cast painter deck picked up from, I don't know the player's name off, off the top of my head, but he top forward like one of the big SGG things, if I remember correctly. And that was the first time like people have been messing around with the shell for sure. Like mono blue painters was a thing, but not in this almost eight cast kind of shell. And so I think Curses picked it up from there. And then you've put in the show notes, and I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure this is right. He got like three challenge wins yeah, and a runner up over three weeks. Yeah, he, he's just like absolute tear. And so yeah, it's pretty crazy. So that's like really stuff you can't ignore. He's also I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a co-host on that podcast that nobody can ever find. Um, <laughs> accumulated nonsense, I believe. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. I think they had some issues like distributing. At least they don't show up on my podcast app, but you know what? I'm actually going to look it up. Maybe I can listen in the browser. Yeah. So shout outs to them. I, I'm curious. He's probably going to share the, the, the knowledge. Uh, what, from what I've read, he, I think he was, even like in some episode, he was giving out instructions how to beat the deck uh, because nobody was really trying to beat it. And one of the things he actually mentioned was that people, and I, I think he mentioned it, like I'm not 100% positive on it, but that people should put in these Emra cools, these Gaia's blessings into the sideboard. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's the same thing. Like it's even less of a mid-range deck than Red Painter. Red Painter can win with damage quite easily. So I think this deck is even more weak to that. And yeah. what it always puts me off with these kind of shells, like it's really powerful now, but Meltdown has been on a bit of a downtrend and stuff. And the moment these kind of, the decks with four Mox Opal, basically, the moment anything with that kind of shell gets more popular, Meltdown will come back. I think this deck is weak to Meltdown, well, way more than kind of Red Painter. Way more than, yeah, And sure. these cyber cards, as you mentioned. So the deck is really strong. I guess, I guess and, on the upside, yeah. on the upside, they get to play Hydroblast. I don't know if he actually, you know, I'm going to look at the list. Uh, I don't know if he does. Uh, is that Hydroblast in the sideboard? I don't. Well, that's one Hydroblast. Hey, we figured it out. Nice. One Hydroblast in the sideboard. <laughs> they, they do have forces as well. Like That's true. They have forces enough yeah. to something in the sideboard as like, well. So on, I guess on that kind of in. note, when I was playing way more 8 casts, I was talking to Bob Wong about it. Um, against Delver, I kept losing to Meltdown and I asked him, like, what am I doing wrong? I'm, I'm obviously doing something wrong because he was beating it. And he was like, no, 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 what are you doing? You don't sideboard out forcibles. You side in force negations because the only way they beat you is with a Meltdown. So, so smart. Oh, I so remember smart. that. I yeah. remember that period. And I was like, damn, you smart. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the key here. I, I don't know. I haven't uh, checked it out. Yeah, he, he's got like three more force of negations to sideboard that he could bring in against that. Yeah. I can see that. Also, by the way, Haywire might. We see that in, in these Saga decks all the time, and I think you also put in a couple of your Saga decks now. Yeah. Is it the real deal? Like, I, I love that in, like, in our version, like Black Red Painter, it's a way to finally get rid of Saga. Yeah, so you can, like, hit... Uh, of, of Saga, so, sorry, uh, of Chalice on Bar on, on one. Oh, yeah, so it does a bunch of things. Like, it, it hasn't come up that much for me so far, but just having it as an option is nice. Like, in a mirror, I've hit Fables and stuff. It can hit opposing Sagas. It can remove a Caldra complete. It can hit a Oh, because it exiles? Yeah. Why the fuck is like a haywire might <laughs> exiling instead of destroying? Yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, okay, okay. But, <laughs> and then it can hit Chalice on one. You find it from the saga. So, I don't know. I've put it in. I tried it at the beginning and I wasn't super keen on it. But then more things kept coming up. And it's just like, it's a quality of life. It's I don't think any of mm-hmm. these things absolutely need answering. But like for one cyber slot, I found it was coming in a lot. So... Yeah, mm-hmm. trying it out. 
And you, you, you actually did have the green mana, like, often enough. Yeah, there's like three pedals, one Mox Opal and Treasures. I'm hoping it's enough. Oh, Treasures. See, that, yeah. that's what I missed. Okay, yeah. okay. I guess that's putting it over the edge for me. I was actually thinking of going to four Lotus Petals uh, in the in the list, but that's also because I was playing, like, two Virtuous Ruin in the sideboard, and I had that bad beat of, like, not being able to cast it. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, we could get into all the details, but, like, more Petals make sense, but they're just way worse in sideboard games because you... You have to play them out to play around dazes, then you get meltdowned and you get hit by Nelrod and Oof way more and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's pros and cons for everything. And every time I'm like, oh, we're talking about really small margins here. I, I'm not playing enough to be able to tell you that the third pedal is better than the third monkey yeah, or whatever. For me, it was like the, the, the Great Furnace, right? Because we, I think we played two Great Furnace and, and Marius Hausmann recently, like when he won the tournament, he played four Great Furnace and he was like, oh, I would play even more. No, I'm and I was like, you know what? Let me try two. three. No. And I, I got burned by the third one uh, quite a lot not during the Cetera. So I'm like, ah, probably going back to two I've, I've been on two for ages and it's been one of the most popular questions in the Discord. Like, why don't you just play four? It's like, and when you say popular, you probably mean like most annoying. <laughs> no, like, it's fine. Discord is not very good for like finding previously asked questions for your own questions. So like, mm. if I if I answer, it's because I'm in the mood to answer. If other people answer, that's because I haven't. It's totally fine. But like, it's one of the most popular things of like, why don't you just obviously play for Great Furnace? Because they're great with the goblins. But they're great in game ones. But then like game twos, where you have the Null Rods or the Collect Roofs or like you know, just uh, Force of Vigors, stuff like that. It, you, when you draw two in these kind of cyborg games, it can be really brutal. So mm -hmm. I play three in the kind of the heavier black-red versions that lean into the goblins more because you want to be having more things to for defilers and stuff. But in mono-red, I think two is where okay. I've landed. Anyway, I, I keep going on these like painted tangents. But, so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. So if, if you... If had somebody picking up painter, they they like no legacy, but they are not like super deep painter experts or something. Would you direct them towards like mono red painter or mono blue painter? I'm not sure. I think I think mono red is a more stable one. It's mm -hmm. potentially a bit harder to play. Mono blue is uh, you have way more fast mana. You have much more of a combo deck. You turbo it out, and like if you're not assembling painter plus grindstone then you're playing like thought cast and thought monitor to find painter and grindstone with a force will or two and you're just playing your fast mana out so i think oh because that, there's no kappa canon or something to just like steal it yeah steal i the think they way. have okay. them in the cyborg sometimes gonna show you the link. uh this one doesn't even have them no, no there's no no, so it's it's a pretty straightforward. Oh, but there's a Gaia's blessing in the sideboard, loving it. <laughs> yeah, nice, <laughs> dude. For the fucking shit, like that card yeah. is all over the place, man. Yeah, that's probably like the <laughs> super hot tech for the weekend too. Is, is there like a super expensive one, like an FNM promo or something? I think there is. There must there be. Is a I'm pretty sure there's one. I think. Yeah, it's probably gonna be like 200 euros. I wonder if you start playing like <laughs> Stifle or something for the. <laughs> the mirror. <laughs> oh, dude, by the way, at the center, somebody tried to stifle Sunburst. And for a second, I was like, what? <laughs> no. But I mean, okay, I mean, that's what charges are for. Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing that was weird is like, they, they felt like pretty confident about being able to do it. And I was like, I, I don't know. No, no, no. Absolutely <laughs> like, not. they even made me question myself, like, wait, I've never thought about it, but I've also <laughs> never seen it. And if I've never seen it, it's probably not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then you read the card and then you and you know anyway. Yeah. That's, that's like always like, oh, I should have just read the card first before I even like thought about it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the question, I honestly like, if someone's in this spot, they're both good. I, I just go what you think is cooler. Mm -hmm. Blue is more of a turbo combo deck. You have 
it arguably way more powerful draws like you can kill people turn one or very often turn two i think you can probably turn two people with a forceful backup easily and you play metallic reek and stuff so i think it's the much more linear and probably arguably currently more powerful but mono red is i think you know you have to change your game plans in game you have to be flexible and you do yeah, with, you do I, with combat I, like at least half the time it's it's got way more options. I guess even though there's a lot of overlap, right? The the, the actual strategy, the way they play out, is, is pretty quite different. different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like okay. like red painter, you're comboing turn three and four, or like turn ten or something. So yeah, <laughs> cool, cool. You know, there's actually there are two more cards I want to talk about. The first one is Atraxa. We already touched on her earlier on, and there's there's this discussion of like, is she the best fatty now? How how does it work? Is like how good is she really? Because I, even though like you guys, I think in the last podcast, as we were closing it out, Kalimi told you, you sang the prices for Traxa. And honestly, I'm, I'm not fully convinced. And I also, I saw, I saw JPA's list and JPA was like, yeah, she's good. She like pitches to force and stuff, but it sounded like he also liked Grizzlebrand better. Um, I mean, I, th I think I think those two creatures are like a little different. Like, um, are they? I, I, okay. I, I, I mean, I, I kind of compare. Like, I I kind of see them as like um, ad nauseum and, and versus Passion Flames of some sort. Because like Grizzlebrand is like super super powerful in turn one or two, and probably more powerful than Traxa in the early game. But as the games go longer, Traxa becomes more appealing because you don't have to pay life. You know, sometimes. Like if you show and tell like Grizzlebrand, you only have like six life. You can't you can't activate him, and then you kind of like, on defense already. But Attraxa gives you the cards regardless. But I still think like a draw seven or draw fourteen is just much more powerful than an Attraxa ETB trigger. Yeah, um, I think I can see like Grizzlebrand being better in sneak and show because you can, you know, just the sneak attack it in and then draw into an Emrakul and stuff. Whereas Attraxa, I think, opens up more new different or new or different archetypes so again this like this no show deck with natural order and show and tell with omniscience and stuff i think it's a solid deck it's not gonna take the world by storm but it's solid and then i think it just opens up more fair natural order decks in the format um obviously like elves is probably playing one and i think you can just go like kind of three or four color natural order decks with her as a top end as well and just play this very grindy game uh i think you know what? What I just like don't like about her is the the idea that she comes into play, trigger goes in a stack, she gets taken out in response, and and then you you have to start again. I mean, you have more cards, but like tempo is critical in these decks sometimes. I mean, yeah, she's being played for for lifelink, I I guess. But, you, but you're uh, because... like you're building around that happening, right? So when I was playing it, I had lotus petals and sources plashes in my deck to regain some tempo after the card draw like you can find an artifact in an instant with her and stuff and you get a force of will as well if you, or instead of the swords if you want like it, oh you, you're actually thinking ahead okay yeah <laughs> okay the deck building <laughs> went deeper than I, than I gave it credit for yeah I mean it, it is a tempo loss but again like so you're either you're also playing it in a deck with hierarchs usually so in this one I was playing noble hierarch I've seen people play with ignoble hierarch as well you're playing ice fan quaddle which is like you know more creatures on the ground you're not just going like turbo natural order and hope that she sticks like that's not what the, the shells are doing. And it's still a new kind of area. There's not even an established archetype. I mean, as another example, I saw um, Arkham play kind of sh uh, rhinos with like Shardless Agent and stuff, but then you can 
with Dried Arbor as well. And so you can just like fetch and then Dried Arbor into a Traxxer, or you can sacrifice a Shardless Agent or a Rhino for her as well. And then you're playing like all mm. these free spells. So you have your Endurances, your Force of Wills, your Furies, your whatevers, like that's tempo as well. So, so, so which kind of edge do I actually get uh, over playing like the more traditional Grizzlebrand decks? Well, another thing is you can play her in Blue Black Reanimators, so with a Grizzlebrand as well. But she pitches to Force and she pitches to Grief if that's the direction to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't have the, the all the shells available right now, but I think she just opens up more options for these kind of decks. We're not going to see. I think No Show is the probably the most unique kind of new deck with her in. Although Blue Green Omni was always a kind of a thing, but now you have Natural Order as well. So now you have. You have like okay. three attractors and three omnisciences and one emerald to put in with the show and tells. Then you have these like three natural orders to go and get with it. I was playing like three Teferi as well and some swords main deck. So you are you are playing this like slower grindier game. And obviously they always have forces as well. Like I don't know, I felt like the deck okay. kind of caught up so the tempo the enough. Thing is that the one thing I could actually be convinced of, and also something I heard on the weekend when I was talking to people at etc. is the re-emergence of blue-black reanimator because of a Yeah, that that's the mm. one thing I could be sold on. Uh, but other than that, I don't know, man. Grizzlebrand is just like so insane. Well, I think I think Kai's like answer is totally correct though. Like there are, you want the option, right? So the decks probably they're going to still play both. So like early game yeah. Grizzlebrand's better, late game Attracts is better. I think it's it can be boiled down to as simple as that. I kind of agree with you though that. But oh, I guess both can't be snuffed out. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I, I will agree. Like, I know we've said this in other podcasts, but um, I think Force of Will is sometimes a bit of a trap in Reanimator. It's not great. Like, sometimes you want to basically be a mono black deck, but Faithless Looting is, you know, the red version, and it's definitely better than Careful Study. But it was always the problem with Force of Will was like finding enough blue cards to play, like, Ponder and Brainstorm were weirdly bad in the deck. Like you want to just be faster than that. So I do agree that like playing Dark Ritual and being faster is probably better than playing Cantrips and being the slower thing. But that Force Wheel wasn't bad in the shell because it was a bad card in the shell. It was bad because you couldn't up the blue count and still be this fast enough to get under. I mean, people played like Hapless Researcher and stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, Days was decent enough, but Hapless Researcher, come yeah. on, man. But now, if you play enough Attraxes, there might be enough blue cards to play some Force Wheel as well. Um, and look, I, I think Forcible is a better card to draw into with like Grizzlebrand than extra discard. But you'll play both now. So again, you have these extra pitch cards for Grief or Unmask and Forcible Will in Atraxa. So I think that okay. that could be a, a big selling point for it. And yeah, again, Grizzlebrand's better early. Uh, she's better later. They're both just good anyway. So I mean, I, I'm totally down for like Reanimator going back to playing Farah Creature. I mean, Farah's already pushing it, but she just feels a lot not a lot, but quite a bit more fair than yeah. Grizzlebrand. Well, and I, I enjoyed Reanimator the most when it literally did that thing, right? When the way for Reanimator to win was to put, like first put a creature into play to stabilize. Like what what's the what's the white creature called? Arcan of something. Oh yeah, uh, Arcan of uh, you can't attack Maria. Me. No, 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 no. You you can't do the, like the eight or nine mana Arcan, which basically said uh, creatures can't attack you. And then like that's the first thing you put into play to stabilize, and then you get like your second creature, and sometimes even your third creature to win. That's like that's the reanimator I knew and that I loved. And there was like Imperial I mean, uh, Imperium Archangel as well. Imperial Ar Archangel, oh. yeah, that was a thing as well, yeah, like two thousand nine ish. Yeah. Blazing Archon. Blazing Archon, that's yeah. the one. Amazing artwork also. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Um, as I said, I think attract. I think Attractor is really good, but 
it's not gonna like completely it's not like oh my god what do you do this like this completely changing metagame it's just a very good addition and evolution for a bunch of decks okay yeah. okay we will see how it works out and then one last thing and that's kind of funny nobody like really talks about that card right now uh even though i guess you see it every now and then and that's the what's it called mercurial spell dancer mm-hmm. has that card really done anything because like if, if you only listen to twitter it feels like oh my god that card is insane at least on my timeline it, it gets mentioned quite a lot and i think some of the sumers have actually done well with it and have built decks with it but i don't really see it anywhere really like making a big splash yet it's been here and there i i think this one i stayed quite on because it's it, there was potential there but i it's okay like it's it's solid it can do some really flashy things like you know copying iterations is really strong and copying snuff out or um him if you're doing that kind of stuff like it's a solid card but i think it's like kind of it's not like it's so strong that it's a four of because it is a two drop and it needs some work to get going it's worse later it kind of it has problems and it has a really high ceiling so it's it's a solid card but i don't think it's gonna change much yeah, like I played against a card yesterday at the showcase challenge. I mean, obviously I got crushed, but um, generally speaking, though, the the uh, spell dancer um, does need far more setup than Dreadhot Arcanist. So, like, it is not as op- oppressive and like pushing. Um, even if they landed on turn two, like you can probably if they resolve it on turn two, you can probably assume that they're gonna like double expressive iteration on turn four, maybe. But that gives you like two whole turns to deal with a two one that's blastable and like dies to anything. Um, sometimes you can even like out like win the game even before they do the first spell dancer thing. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends on which deck you play. But. Yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> you know, just just spell like to the four already. Play, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like as an as, as a very avid fury enjoyer, I'm so happy there's a one toughness creature that I can kill along with oh, a yeah. dragon each other. Oh, that's so good. Oh yeah, just just play the full full playset and you know. Yeah. Like I'm I'm definitely fire. not shooting down the cards because I haven't really seen enough of it yet. Uh, especially I haven't played against uh, enough against it yet. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's. Yeah, I, I don't have a fully formed opinion. Is, is, yeah. is that something you're allowed to I th- say on I th- the podcast? Yeah, well, I, th- I think what, uh, what's been happening right now is that um, people are just so focused on beating the top two decks, like um, Mono mm-hmm. White Initiative and Delver. And Spell Dancer, like, while being a, a decent card, is just not the best versus, like, either deck, I think. Um, like, mm-hmm. you, you need better you need better cards. Like, Snuff Out is, pro- is a super strong card in like against both decks. Um, so, uh, like, Counterbalance is extremely good in the Blue Red Mirror, for example. Like, those type of cards, right? And Spell Dancer is generally a good card, but it kind of targets all the decks above. I uh, know all the decks um, below, and those are already good, like, decent matchups anyway. So, um, I, I think people probably don't see the need to play Spell Dancer. That's a good point about the need because I, I almost like I want to say I noticed a pattern, even though it's it's not a very strong pattern, as like a lot of data is magic, uh, and that is we when we look back at like all the two the CMC two creatures that have been played in these like let's say Delvar or even like Tempo Shells in the first place, I almost feel like, un, uh, unless something is so broken that it warrants a ban these two mana non-aggressive two drops rarely last. Like we, when we see two drops, like we, they're supposed to be aggressive and, and get you over the line. But all the other ones that we have that are 
more mid-range oriented that's like pyromancer iron class shredder they didn't really stick around like Dreadhead Arcanist, yes, that was good, but also that got banned. And Pyromancer was good when Grixstabber was around with, like, Deathlight Shaman, and then Deathlight Shaman got banned, and Pyromancer hasn't really been much of a thing ever since. And I I, I don't know, if, if that's just, like, a gut feeling that maybe these tempo decks don't really work that well with, like, rally-oriented two-drops. Because you know that feeling, right? When, when, when you feel like, okay, this could be a tough matchup, but I might lose on tempo, and then they play, like, I don't know, shredder or pyromance on this on the second turn you're like okay i get it. at least i get to breathe a little bit it's it's not like something that's gonna murder me immediately exactly exactly so i, I it, yeah. that, that's not like a very strong opinion it's more like an observation that's something that that came up when i was thinking about it on the way home from work today that like all these these two drops may, maybe that's just like not something we can do maybe requirement wise we are caught in a place where it's either too good or something else is too good that makes it too good that pushes the whole yet makes it playable but also bannable or it's just not there yet well and, you also yeah. you also gotta like look at the mana curve right because like delva usually plays very very few uh two drops and like burke is already a two drop and expressive iteration is a two drop too and like you know if you compare to like tempo decks like from way back in the day like like Grixis Delva with like AKA Young Pyromancer, Defra Charm and Grimrick Engler, I think the only two drop was in fact Young Pyromancer. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, or like Tarmogolf decks only play Tarmogolf and maybe him to Torak. Like And Tarmogolf the, was aggressive, right? Tarmogolf hit you, hits you in the face for four or five. Oh yeah, pretty pretty much. Like, you know, you you can only play this many two drops in a deck. Like imagine if you have an opening hand with like, you know, like a land maybe, a cantrip, and then you have like two, three two drops in your hand and a force of will. Like that is just not not a mm-hmm. good mana curve, you know? So I, th- I think like if for a two drop to be good in, and to be good in Delva, like it really needs to compete with like Murktide region and Expressive Iteration. Those two top are like people that co- I'm calling for bans on those cards. Like mm-hmm. that's just like how good those are. So uh, I think like, I'm, I'm not saying that Spell Dance has bad, but like you really have to be good to compete with, two, with these two cards that's all yeah, i'm may, saying so. maybe maybe it's really in that that uh letter shredder position right where it's like if you see it in a deck it's not the worst and it's it's like playable but it's also not outstandingly good uh exactly uh, yeah and uh, I, th- I think you know and we're at a point in legacy where like p- cards have to be absolutely un- outstanding yeah. otherwise uh you know otherwise you should probably just play something like Cephalit in Nomads and Core, like super. Field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's why Callum is playing that that looter dog or whatever. Scrap it's called button up. I will not take any offense on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best one drop in. Oh, it's, a, it's even a two drop, right? Oh, it's, fuck. it's a one. It's a one drop. You play it. Oh, is it? Of, it feels like a two drop. <laughs> Speaking of two drops, just before we close stuff out, um, there is another two drop I want to talk about. This new to the format. We haven't played with it yet. I want to see what you guys think of Fairy Mastermind. Oh, that's... Um, I saw that. Yuta Takahashi, yeah. aka, yeah. AKA yeah. the Fairy Lord. First of all, oh my god, what an absolute knockout the park for Yuta. Like, everyone knows him as the Fairy King. It's so freaking cool. I, I His Twitter it. handle is like Edwardillion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so he is clearly just like so happy with it. It's it's awesome. I, like, I love him as a player. I'm sure most people do. And it's just awesome. So... After that gush, <laughs> um, I think this card is pretty good actually. So it's one in the you, blue. You want to mention what? Yeah. So it's one in the blue for a two-one. It's blue um, creature, fairy rogue, and it has flash flying. Whenever an opponent draws their second card each turn, you draw a card. And the secret doomsday hate is three in the blue. Each player draws a card. <laughs> <laughs> 
dude i i saw that i like i like a part of me was like what like what the heck like that draw card thing was kind of unnecessary <laughs> yeah. i think but uh you know like i would be super stoked if there was uh, a new maybe like a fairy deck you know it's probably like tier three or tier two if best but like i just want to see like some spells that are sprites again you know bit of blossom like that guy maybe maybe even some ninjas i don't care like, you know like that sort of jazz. dude i remember when, when i played so bond's cool. survival and you could literally just survival up a counter spell and space of a sprite and ca- can you imagine that that is so cool those dude. are the days like your opponent does something you're like oh, let me fetch my counter spell from the deck discard a boss or like get a yeah. spell of a sprite dude <laughs> g- g- yeah if you could if you could give me like a week or two i could probably just come up with a fairy deck and probably also gonna contain normals and core and several illusions <laughs> i was gonna say you, you know? take a week or two so it's, it's come on <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> dude you can like spell sort of sprite deep damn the sorts of plowshares on your several illusions yeah. how like how cool is that that's pretty sick sweet yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I like the card. I like the card quite a bit. I also like that it's two mana, which actually like makes it very reasonably playable mm-hmm. as opposed to three mana. I also like that the effect is not as crazy punishing as in something like, you know, the opponent can't draw the card, uh, but you also get the card draw. I agree. Uh, I guess it, it kind of comes down to the same card economy-wise, but it makes the game more variety because now both players like have, have an extra card. So I, I'm quite happy. Uh, I, I could even see that card. I don't know, like, we go back to, like, how viable are two drops. Uh, Flash, Flash a is a really card, strong ability. Yeah, Cypher card is, like, kind of hard, right? Cypher cards, I, I want my Cypher cards to be slightly more heavy-hitting. But, I mean, it, it, it's, it covers a lot of bases. So if you can come up with, like, a mid-range deck, you could very much play it. I'm, I'm just not sure what the shell is going to be. Do you have any ideas? I Yeah, I mean, it's... I think people might mess around with like one or two in Delver even. I think it's it's good. Main deck? It's yeah, it's good in the initiative meta game. So if if something happens to initiative, maybe it'll go away. But like just a flash creature is is strong. So you can like, you know, leave up a, a bolt if they want to try and forge their white plume adventurer or whatever, mm-hmm. they flash it in, take the initiative, blah blah. Um Dude, it's also really good against Monarch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, true. Um like flash flying is just a strong ability in the format right now, I think. Um, there's going to be some other formats like Baleful Strix is very popular it's not very good against Baleful Strix if you're trying to attack and block but it does more things than that like the it's really easy to just get your card back so if you play it in response to like a Ponder or a Brainstorm you're going to you're going to get your card so I don't know I think it's just very easy in Blue Mirrors to, to for it to replace itself and then it's just like a free body that then when they play more cantrips you're going to draw another card so they do need to kill it and then you have the activated ability which probably doesn't come up that much but it might I think I. I mean, it's it's a nice bonus, right? Especially against control decks. Yeah, I. So I think this is like, probably doesn't end up being in the Delver main deck, but it's it's. I think the power is almost there. Um, I think it's just going to be very good in blue mirrors as well, yeah. which you know it's an arms race. Maybe you don't ever need that, but it has, as we said, like you know you can steal the initiative on Monarch. It's a pretty powerful effect to have. It's also a flash threat against combo. So like you know you just leave up your pyroblast whatever flash it in and then you're getting mm-hmm. cards if they're trying to cantrip and set up more for the future i think it just does a lot of things for, for not much effort basically mm. so this is the kind of card i want to be good this is the kind i want to be playable yeah i don't know i i really think it's going to be like it's not going to be like a three or four of it's going to be like one or two of in a main deck maybe one or two of in a sideboard and stuff but yeah it's nice you like it, Kai? You want to play it in uh, Doomsday? 
<laughs> I want to play it in Cephalo. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. You, you know, you're the kind I of wanna, guy who like, no, no, no. I don't like, want to be associated with this Doomsday like, deck. Wait, wait, dude, like, quickly, but play it in Doomsday, and then you're comboing off, and you have it in play. And in response to Thass Oracle, they just cast a brainstorm, and you die. <laughs> oh <laughs> my goodness! Oh my. I was trying to set up the joke, but you, okay. you got it. So, <laughs> like. <laughs> So, no, so would you play okay. anyway. <laughs> Oh, well, like, you know, it already has flash, but I guess you can also violet in. Then it has some extra flash. I don't nice. Know. <laughs> extra flash. You guys come to like, this uh, this podcast for hard hitting and, like, you know, the, the details. No, no, no. Like, yeah, look into it. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> extra like, flash. Like I said, I, 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 Sorry. Maybe, maybe I'm too doom and gloom about it. I, it's somewhat just like I don't see it in Diver. It's like like we could keep going back to the two mana thing, right? But I mm -hmm. want to see it somewhere. I could even see it. I don't know. And in, in, maybe that's crazy. But well, the, the problem like with... four color sideboards, like as a one off or two off. Yeah, that, like... that's that's very much what I'm thinking as well. I could see it there. Just as like f I think it's good against combo and fair blue, basically. Yeah, in a way, it reminds me a little bit of of uh, Vendillion Click, right? Which also is well, it's good against combo and 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 fair blue. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's also another Yuta Takahashi card, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, true. it's pretty on brand. Yeah. Uh, I also love the artwork. It actually looks like him, right? Yeah, really. Yeah, like like with the glasses and everything. Well, I mean, Julian did better does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course, but... <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Yeah, super excited for that card. Uh, I, also, it's probably going... Huh? I will just add, like, I don't see it in the same way as two drops and stuff. Like, this is for me, this is not like a Pyromancer or a Shredder or a thing. I think Flash completely changes how a two drop should mm, be evaluated, true. so... I don't know. That's true. That's true. I think I think yeah, as we a talked about chance, right. Yeah, yeah. How how you're like relieved when they play like a non-proactive two drop. Yeah. Whereas this one, they they could keep anything up. By the way, a card they could keep up is minor misstep. Mm -hmm. Is is has the card done anything? I wasn't says it's been released. I've seen it in some of the sumo lists, and I hear that some of them really swear by it. I don't know. Yeah, like like the card got a lot of attention at first because um you know like as as people remember from like way back. Um, a mental misstep was just a crazy good card. Um, I think as you see it, you know, a few, like you almost never see it in any main deck, um, except if they're like, have super strong reasons to, you know, have a hard counter for like sorts of plowshares or anything like that. But it's mostly like competing in the sideboard slots with things like blue elemental blast, fluster storms, you know, things like would that. Would it be a sideboard card? I don't know. Like, like to me, it's either a main deck card or nothing. Um, I could like, be wrong. Sure, like if you want to main deck it, like I would probably advise you to to play some like you know like Uro control kind of kind of card, so you can like you know just get rid of the the early threats, um, and then you know like, kind of drag the game to like turn f three plus territory where it can do your Uro thing. Okay, um, okay. Oh. But the, the problem the problem with minor misstep is that like there are so many other good options in Legacy, like you know like the. As I mentioned, like like those blasts, either blue or red, like they're crazy powerful. They're also only also cost one mana. Your your deck only consists of like sixteen plus fifteen sideboard cards, and like slots are pretty tight. I feel. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I feel like it, it. It doesn't really strike me as the kind of thing that I want to bring in from the sideboard. I'd rather have it as a versatile thing in the main deck. But I don't really see it anywhere. And like as you mentioned, also like the main deck is super tight, right? Especially if you want to add like more reactive stuff to to your tempo deck. So. I don't know, maybe, yeah. I, I was trying to see something there because I've seen it here and then on in lists on Twitter, but probably not good enough. But maybe slightly better than we thought it was going to be, but... Uh, like, I, kind of, I think like, Callum I, actually called it the thing that's going to be played for like a while and then completely fade out of Legacy. Yeah, I still don't really see it. It's it's be, It's been 
better from what I can kind of uh, get a feel for from people's play experiences than we said. I haven't listened to it back, but I'm pretty sure we trash talked it quite a lot, right? So <laughs> I don't know if there's a hat we need to eat yet, but I don't know. It seems like it's doing okay, but like it's just not exciting at all. And I, th- right. I still am going to stick with it's going to fade out and linger and it's, yeah. okay. it's fine. Like, but I mean, like, he, yeah, like here's like an example. Like I, I tried um, the full uh, play set in the Cephalo Breakfast sideboard, for example, because I thought, you know, it can counter Swords of Plowshares and Red Blast and so on. But I ended up switching it back to Blue Elemental Blasts just because I ended up in situations where you have minor misstep and your opponent goes, like, expressive situation. And you're like, okay, well, if that was a Blue Blast, you know, like, mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. how, that's how you lose a lot of the games, right? Because mental, uh, not mental, minor misstep is just so, it's just a little too specific, I think. It just targets not enough spells yeah my worry uh, my worry is... when you're playing it is you're kind of you feel priced into countering the first like one of the first one mana spells you see because you it's, it's all good leaving just the mana you can do stuff. it yeah 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 also also if you play your like your own uh expressive iterations right as, as you mentioned you you want to trade it off early on so you can free up your mana to do to do your like other stuff yeah otherwise if you if you tap out for your expressive iteration and then you don't have the mana to cast it when you when you otherwise wanted to yeah i, I just it it I don't want to be the guy casting minor misstep. I want to be the guy who has his stuff minor, minor misstep, <laughs> if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that means you're <laughs> saying it's not very good. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we will see. We will see. Episode 200 is coming for us. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next week, minor misstep takes legacy by storm. All mana cost tune above is banned. Yeah, th- 32 <laughs> copies in the top eight of four seasons. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> including all of us playing four copies. <laughs> yes. Check you out. Anyway, cool, guys. Um, before we close it out here, I want to highlight one of the deck lists. We're going to link it in the show notes. And that is coming, as we teased earlier, from Johannes Gutbroch, who won the Etcetera Rising 48 player tournament with what I want to call Cheskai tokens. That's the best thing I can come up with. Well, what, what, what do you name this deck, guys? How does it win? Uh, tokens. Yeah. <laughs> so no, oh, no, it's... It ha- dude, this is super old school. This is a monastery mentor just guy deck. Yeah, is this, is this really? It's like school. an almost turbo mentor. Like it's got dazes, baubles. It is making lots of tokens yeah. with mentors well, and iconoclasts. It, it reminds me more yeah. like of, a, of a, what it used to look like in vintage. But exactly. I mean, yeah. maybe when I go like through the deck list, it's, ba- yeah, it's basically yeah, yeah. it's basically a monastery mentor on slash third path icon iconoclast. Uh, um, token producing Jeskai control deck with like you know just a bunch of forces a force of negation days lightning bolt swords of plowshares prismatic ending power blast like all like all the I mean, it basically builds itself from of. there right pretty much like it, it kind of it's, it is a Jeskai like mid-range deck with a zero planes focus not a single flying creature which I'm a little worried about but a truckload <laughs> of removal uh iteration which is kind of like holding everything together i think and the sideboard has like basically all the miracle cards like a single jace the mind sculptor a single counterbalance <laughs> a single entreaty angels like what a single is palace this? trailer a single a supreme si- verdict <laughs> you know this is this is like basically it's like a jessica control deck with a I wouldn't even call it a control deck. Like a tw- 2015 uh, miracle sideboard. Like, I, I wouldn't even call it like after sideboarding, you can very much sideboard into a chessguy control deck. And the main deck, it's it's almost like an aggro deck. When, when you think about it, like it doesn't really have any kind of staying power other than like the mentor tokens. Like there's there's no way to create like inevitability or something. It it has almost no card advantage except for four copies of expressive duration. It runs one Mystic Sanctuary and I guess three dazes, uh, but. Overall, like this is the kind of deck that can be exhausted pretty quickly uh, of of its like resources, 
But oh, yeah. yeah, the whole idea, right, is, is to just like run out the mentor, protect it for a while, and even if it dies, then the tokens are gonna do the rest of the damage. And then after sideboarding, depending on what you need, yeah, you can you can play a much much more of a control deck. Uh, but yeah, we, we haven't really seen something like this in a while. <laughs> Uh, no, we haven't, but I've also not seen Johannes Grootwald in a while, so, uh, you know, it's kind of on brand again. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't usually swing this way, but I've never wanted to cast Transfer more in my life. <laughs> I just want Transfer this deck so badly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we got the seven token producers, and that's literally the only way to win the main deck. I guess Brazen Borrower, okay, whatever. <laughs> By the way, Brazen Borrower is another one of those slots that I could see turning into, into Yuta Takahashi. I, I forgot what the name of the card is. Fairy Mastermind. Fairy Mastermind. It, it, it feels like the same slot to me. Yeah. I mean... It, the, yeah, okay. The, bra <laughs> the Brazen has always been there. It's just like an out to Chalice. Yeah. Like, I, like, or like um, I think it, Merit Lage as well. I think like this... Yeah, like Brazen Borrow is like, I think the 10th removal spell in this deck. Like this deck is just crazy. It ha like I think like a third of this deck is just removal. Yeah, um, we got. Yeah, you're right. We got ten removal spells. We got eighteen lands, like super low to the ground, and then we are really just trying to spam out these token producers and get this. Feels so weird. This doesn't feel like a Johannes Goodbrook deck at all. But yet here we are. I, I wonder if this is actually like this is. Even though it looks, it doesn't even look weird. Even though it looks different, I want to say, I don't hate it. Like I usually hate on Sky decks because they try to play like this late game, like yada yada. <laughs> but this, this I can respect. I just can't respect Jeskai. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot print a t-shirt. I can't respect Jeskai. Just, and then you sit down at the first match of such the tournament. It's such an icky color combination. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, let, let me ask you then, like, what, what is the coolest co color combination? Grixis. Like, like, Grixis. Grixis. Hands down, Bond. Grixis. Grixis is the worst. Then Mardu. Mardu is the Mardu oh, you, wait, Grixis are the uh, worst. And Bond is the best. Wait, did, okay, so did I hear Boros? Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you covered. <laughs> like, you cannot yeah. like Bant is cool. I do like it, but like Grixis is like objectively Grixis. the coolest color combo. Heck, the thing yeah, is, like, the thing is about Bant, nice. it's, it's organically synergistic, whereas Grixis is tons of like weird cards like, you, that are like dude, you're talking like a vegetarian, dude. <laughs> Holy shit! Do I? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> look, look. Hey, you can you can have your salad bowl of Bant over there. Me and, oh, me and yes, Kai yes. are going to be having these like crazy yeah. on fire shots at the cool bar. Yeah, yeah but Exalted, man. Exalted is just the best ability ever. <laughs> Exalted might be my favorite ability. I think you got some exalted down right. in the Gri Grixis dungeon. I don't know. Okay, oh, yeah. Okay, Mr. Brumer. It's, I think it's time to yeah, close, but, <laughs> close we, off. We, we can all agree that Mardu is literally the worst color combination. Let's get ever. Grandpa to bed. Yeah, please. <laughs> okay, anyway. Before, before I go to bed, guys, please, uh, everybody, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to, you can also support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. Try the... Um, as I blow my nose, oh, this is your captain speaking. Please support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal to join the Discord. Have a great time and keep the lights on here. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at EternalMTG. We got Kai at Savatarix. We got Callum at CallumSmithMTG. And we got me at It's Julian23 on Twitter. And with that, big shout outs to all of our supporters all over the world, all the many people that I got to meet at etc. and that we're probably going to get to meet at Four Seasons. Definitely say hello if you want to. You can also touch us. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounded weird than it was supposed to. <laughs> I like it. Oh, yeah. Only for Christmas tier supporters, right? <laughs> no, but uh, also shout outs to our Eternal Witness tier supporters, Salvatore Orico, Tommy Hinks, Testacula, Sebastian Holaga, Guillaume, Sean Dewey, Francis Kaupa, Cassandra Davis, Benedict Gruber, and Severin Schwarzhuber. And our Grizzlebrand here support us, Victor Benatz, Bacho Butts, Scott Monroe, Jeremy Gates, Henry Korkutz, Tom Hepp, Andrew Whitman, Kane, Ian Seifert, 
and Fritz Sternert. Thank you, everybody. See you in Italy. And we'll be back uh, next month when we'll figure out how Kai is going to spend all his winnings from Four Seasons. Heck yeah. Wait, wait, what? Awesome. I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Bye-bye.